Did you ever watch Silver Spoons, AJ? Did, yeah. Yeah. Ricky Schroeder. Yep. Little Ricky. Alfonso Ribeiro. Huh? Alfonso Ribeiro. <laughs> Who was that? Carlton. From from Fresh Prince. He was on Silver Spoons? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. But on the business. And listen, we were very diligent, I think, about getting through the pod without Fez interrupt, you know, doing too many crazy stories. So I'm going to give you two offers, then on to the pod. All right. Now, as we were saying, Fez kills the NFL. He also is this number one in college? Is this the number one college results? I think it is. He is number one. He's the champ. He's up thirty-four units plus in college football only. Now, why do we care about college football? Because the bowls are coming up. There's a lot of bowl games, a lot of opportunity to make money. But there's one little week before that called Championship Week. So here's the deal. I'm going to tell you ahead of time, the bowls are going to be 149. You know why? Because they're 149 every year. All right? No big surprise. Cost of living. No, we don't do that to our people. Our prices have pretty much stayed the same for like 10 years. Bidenomics or inflation, whatever, we just say we care more about the people. But I'm still living in the same house, Fred, so it kind of makes sense, right? If I was going up houses like all you guys do, ah, that's a whole other story. You know my back... Um, uh, what would you call it? It's like an, an awning that's like metal, but it was like really built into the house. It collapsed from the rainstorm. Really? And almost came through the, like came through the sliding glass door. It didn't. And it took me like three weeks to get someone to take it away. I just ignored it for acting like it wasn't there. <laughs> and then finally I got someone to do it really cheap and they took it away and it was like, great. <laughs> now I'm thinking now the insurance paid me 4,500. I paid the guy 150 to take it away. So I'm figuring I don't rebuild it and I've just made 4350. You're one calamity away from like a buy-in into the main event. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 10 grand. But you see what I'm saying? Who need who I don't hang out in the backyard. It's too hot back there. And if I wanted to I could put up like um tarp, an umbrella. Yeah, an umbrella, an umbrella. All right, so I'll be up 48 25. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So anyway, I'm not raising the prices. Fez would if he had a choice. He's often like, can we raise these? No, no. But because it's 149 coming up, you're thinking, okay, I'd like to get it before that because I want to get this championship weekend from Fez or whoever, AJ, another winning year, et cetera. And it'll cost you. Now, you would think so if you were dictating things, but we're not. We're selling the entire rest of the season, which is effectively for college football, the bowls plus this one week. Everyone else gets it for 175. So they're paying, you know, $26 or so for this one week, which is a good deal. It's a good deal. But if you listen to this pod, you don't have to pay that. Coupon code CHAMP, C H A M P, because it's championship weekend, right? CHAMP. You get $26 off, so effectively you're getting it for $149, which means you're getting it for the bold price, and you're getting this entire week, championship week, free. It's that simple. Champ, go to pregame.com. You can get it. Any any pro you want, Fez had some great – or he was the champ this year, Fez. AJ, again, a long-term winner in college football, et cetera. Now, we got a college or an NFL offer, and we'll make this one quick. So Fez, for example, in the combined college and pro is up over 47 units. So 34 and change in college, another dozen plus in the NFL. So if you, but again, circa millions, he's number two. This guy is 
the best, in my opinion, public NFL handicapper out there. If you if you can get his picks free or paying for them, they're not as good as Fezzik's, in my opinion, if it's an NFL pick. Okay? If it's WNBA, probably not as good either. Hmm. NBA, no, you had a good year last year. I had a, a low back, volume. Back to back years, great. But, you know, I'm going with McKenzie. Playoff, but exactly, because McKenzie's grinding like year round, and I'm too lazy. I mean, I, well, I, not lazy, I don't. You're too I don't, busy. I'm, I'm, I, I, I wait for the playoffs. More than half my volume is during the playoffs. Well, listen, you can only, I mean, if someone, there used to be guys, I won't name any names, I won't say like Larry Ness or anything. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually like, Larry was a combustible, he was an over-the-top person. I don't even know if he's still in the business, but um, he he was difficult at times. Larry would sell, every, it doesn't matter, Olympics show up, he's he's selling ice skating. I mean, it's a, it didn't matter. Curling. Yeah, curling. I got your winner. Yeah. Fez, you're saying, listen, I can't follow the NBA as closely as I'd like. I've got some sources, but they only give me these very good plays. What was your record in the NBA? So oh, over 60% past, past, not last year and the year before. Low volume. Yes. You could have made a lot of money by selling a bunch more packages, but you said, no, it's not positive. I only EV. sell I'm what I bet. Yeah. I only sell what, I, what I'm physically betting myself and not betting $20. NFL and college, 47 units for Fez. Now, for the NFL, you can get $50 off. It's MVP 50. So go up. You can look at whoever's up there, Fez, AJ, who's having an amazing, an amazing NFL or two years now. I mean, right here on this pod, documented by the world, in front of the world. 58% for my clients this year. In the NFL? Yeah. That's strong. That's strong. So here's the thing. You can get anyone you want. A.J. Hoffman, if you look at it, up 22 and a half units. The Hitman's up almost 30. He's a prop specialist. You use MVP 50, you can get the rest of the NFL for 325 bucks. All right? That's the net price. You get, what, another six weeks of the season? Yeah, we're only two-thirds through. Yeah, and we have all the playoffs. Yes. For only 325 good deal. MVP 50, both of those offers, pregame.com, both are limited time. Go there, put the coupon code in at the shopping cart after you say buy picks or click it, and you decide who you want. That's it. Enjoy the show. Week 13, some would say the hard luck week. We got the preview coming up. Full house. And we got, we would say, maybe a hero here almost. Oh, stop. Well... I wasn't talking about you, AJ. Oh. It's not always about you, AJ. Thank you for your service, though. You're welcome. No, no. I know you've been winning, AJ. What'd you do last week? Uh, three, two, and one. Okay, so you're three, two, and one. Mm-hmm. We could lead off the pod with that. Or, Fez, what would you say is your highlight right now? Let me think about that a little bit. I'm going to go with my performance in the Circa Millions. And right now you're in what place? Second place. Okay, he wins. Yeah, maybe? Yeah, he wins. Well, now, how'd you do last week? Four and two. Okay, so I think it's Scott Seidenberg first. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Steve Fezzik? All right, so we talked about this at length on the uh, closing the book on the week as we do taping Monday night, releasing Tuesday overnight. I thought you guys had a good episode this week. Yeah, Yeah. RJ really, really, I thought, excelled. I think this was your best Monday pod. I think you carried the pod and you did great. I don't take part in it, but I enjoyed it as a listener. I, I thought this was a uh, well, high, high quality pod. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think we um, 
Fez tried to take us off the rails a few times with invitations and very. I was like trying to pro. stick. I was trying to stick to you know handicapping as you always do. I tend to. And you even teased an MVP bet, which I believe you're going to give out. I'm giving an MVP. We've already got uh, we got it down, so yes. everything's good. So you know, if everyone liked that, I think we'll try to stay a little more no nonsense here. And Fez, you are. But as we did talk about at length in that pod. The way you went four and one, where you're at now, the way you're strategizing. If you haven't listened to that, check it out. And if you're not, most of you just by the stats are listening to the Monday taping. If you're not, though, I think it's worth a listen. And especially with Fez giving us the recap of the weekend right off, right off the Monday night win or loss. Two weeks ago, you lost it. The Monday night one last week, Kansas oh, City. You won it. Down. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's start now for new listeners. This is a 5-4-3-2-1. We weighed it. We used the Super Contest lines. We have a gold entry in that. But the two and the one weight can be derivatives, totals. It doesn't have to be a side. The 5, 4, and 3 needs to be a side. And we're starting with the 5. We don't mess around. Steve Fezzik, what is your 5 weight? Yeah, San Francisco 49ers laying 2.5 against the Eagles. I got to be honest. I mean, I this game absolutely stood out to me. Uh, it checks all of the buttons. So this is a quadruple like, by the way. Quadruple like. Mm-hmm. So we got a 5 from Fez. We got a 5 from me. Okay, okay. We got a 4 from me. So let uh, me start with my power ratings. That's three people. Well, you also have. I know. I got a three, right? Yes, sir. All right, go ahead, Fez. So my power ratings make the game 2.8, which is a little skinny. You know, lane two and a half, maybe it would be like a one weight, but that's just the power rating. So now let's look at the circumstances and the situations. The Eagles, I think everyone's been using the term the gauntlet in their schedule. So they are playing contender after contender. They beat the Chiefs. And then, of course, they had that war against Buffalo, that overtime war. And their defense has had to play like 160 plays the last two weeks. <laughs> they finish up that Sunday. Um, now they have to wheel against a San Francisco team that's had 10 days off. Now, San Fran coasted, had an easy win, and they've had 10 days to prepare for this game. By contrast, you've got an Eagles team that's like played it down to the wire back-to-back weeks, and they've got the Dallas Cowboys on deck next week. So it's a terrible spot for a tired Eagles team. And uh, you add those circumstances together, and my goodness, the 49ers have an enormous advantage. And what's this? If you recall, in the playoffs last year, this was the game that the 49ers went to Philly. Philly was a modest favorite, and Niners quarterback Purdy gets knocked out early in the game, and they're donezo, and they get rolled. So they got a huge playoff revenge circumstance as well. I'm on the Niners, minus 2.5. Okay, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Let me ask a question or two. Dallas next week, a big game next week makes sense if this week is possibly overlooked or looked past. This game, which very well could be for the number one seed, right? They Philly loses this one. The number one seed uh, is right, you know, within grasp of the 49ers. They don't. They still have three sure. losses versus. So. It strikes me that that the motivation here is going to be strong. Maybe they're fatigued, and I think almost certainly they are. But do you think looking ahead to Dallas affects this in any way? Yes, because because if they were playing Washington the following week, they would absolutely be circling this game. Like you said, it's critical for the number one seed and the like. In the back of their minds, they have to be saying, 
hey, I do have this game coming up next week. It's it can't be so totally where does it, where does that show itself? Like where they don't if they get down by ten, they don't try. As, Ooh, you know that I hadn't even thought about that, but I like where you're going. Mm-hmm. That if they, but do, I wasn't if, sure that's right. But if they did get down by fourteen. You could make an argument that that'd be the case of, you know what, let's live to fight another day and we have to fight next week. So maybe it's less likely that they come back from the dead in this game if they get down 14 or 17. All right, so Scott also has his best bet. Let's go there. So, I, I, like Fez said, it's the gauntlet of the schedule. And really, for me, it's the overtime last week against the Bills while the Niners have the extra break for playing on Thanksgiving. So, more rested team playing against a team that had their opponent run over 90 plays last week, and they came away with the victory. Plus, Brock Purdy, for all the talk about Jalen Hurts as the MVP, which, you know, I would love to say because I predicted it before the season started. Uh, but Brock Purdy has actually been the best quarterback in the NFL. No one's given him credit. For what it. numbers are you uh... – I'm looking at his dropback success rate, mm-hmm. 56.6%, which is better than every, everybody in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And when pressured, he's averaging 7.3 yards per attempt with eight big-time throws. So even if the Eagles want to put pressure on him, Brock Purdy's coming through under pressure. Which, again, if you're a game manager, oftentimes you think that's where you fall short. Mm-hmm. He's not falling mm-hmm. short there. Yeah. And I think it's the ultimate revenge spot. Fez has talked about it. They they didn't get a chance to play the Eagles at full strength in the NFC Championship game. And so that's where this – it's like this is the game that they had circled on their calendar when the schedule came out. Okay, I agree with that. Um, Fez, we have our second MVP bet to the portfolio. Well, I just just execute the orders. I'm like in Wall Street when when Charlie Sheen like (laughs) walks over with the slip of paper and hands it to the trader like, Fez, go get this. Well, but I also— You're originating this, but I agree with it completely. Yeah, because I always get your opinion, or if you don't like it, I don't play it. We we went with Brock Purdy. I love that. And uh, we got 16 to 1. 16 to 1. Rare case where we were able to get a better number here in Vegas. Got that at the MGM Grand. Ooh, I than like we it. were able to get on the East Coast at um, at DraftKings, which was 15 to 1. Now, if you look at the EPA now, so this is for the season. Um, no, uh, There's no um, garbage time taken out here? Correct. Okay. The number one quarterback when it comes to, and we're looking at the EPA CPOE composite. Which is kind of considered to be the best one number. A lot of people at least consider that. It's also the same top four as EPA per play. Okay, that's interesting. And what the CPOE is completion percentage over expectation. So it's about accuracy. EPA is about you know effectively big plays. Thus, you add them together, you've got a good measure. The number one quarterback in the NFL this year, Brock Purdy, and it's not even really close. Point two zero. So point two is the composite. The next highest is point one seven three. Okay, Dak Prescott is that quarterback, which we have at thirty five to one. Yes, I like that. And what are we looking at here? Look Fred? at fourth from the bottom. Look at that guy that was a long shot to win the MVP. Oh my These are gosh! The circa MVP odds, sharpest book in Nevada. What's what's he currently at at circa? Brock Purdy plus five fifty. Wow. Dak Prescott plus five hundred. So what wow. they call that? What we used to call that? Like with the with Pinnacle, a sharp book. They that'd be called dealing a stopper. What's a stopper? It's they stop- don't want any more action. Yeah, that's the, they're going to like so depress the price where every other book has a better number, and they're like, you want to bet Purdy, you want to bet Dak to be MVP. Your your business is welcome somewhere else, and that's what the circa is doing right now. So we got the second and third favorite. <laughs> 
the favorite now, Jalen Hurts. If I could have any favorite that seems like he's leaking oil right now. And who is Purdy playing against this week? Yes, yes. So I love that, that that if Purdy does well and the Niners kick ass, that will hurt the favorite's chances of winning the MVP. Now, Herbert's Probably. 150 to 1. No thanks. No, no. Um, is now, Flacco, Joe Flacco in there? <laughs> now, the couple people I thought were going to fade – Patrick Mahomes. Now, listen, if he wins it this year, he should win it every year. It should be the Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, so I don't think you can give it to him when he's having his, I think, worst season as a pro. Now, you can say it's his receivers, but, you know, his his production is at the lowest. It's still good. Yeah. It's just not by Patrick Mahomes standards. It's not the best in the league, It's like It's how everybody's talking about Josh Allen's down year. It's like, yeah, by what Josh Allen does, it's down, but it's not. He's a 50 to 1. And then the only other real competitor, it seems, Lamar, he's down to 8-1. to one. At mm. some point, you actually got to perform exceptionally well to win the MVP. It's not one of those perspective awards. It's not like the Heisman where it's like, uh, well, how many games did you win? Did you, how'd you play in your biggest games? Like, they don't look at it that way. Well, they do consider w- the winning part, if you look right. at it historically. But, um, okay, so. But they don't and, care and if you beat. Otani is 80-1. to one. But he's a baseball player, so I don't think he's going to get it. <laughs> he's 80 to 1 on this? No, no he doesn't. Just say better odds than Herbert. It's just wow. He's so head and shoulders better than every baseball player. Well, I mean, when, if you look at the president, the odds of who's going to be president in 2024, they got like the rock on rocks on there, like a 40 to 1. Ooh. So I'd I'm, vote for him. So I, I'm thinking maybe Otani comes in. You know. <laughs> That's his running mate. <laughs> All right. Scott, you want to continue? Yeah. So uh, if you, your team has get, you played overtime last week. And your opponent ran over 90 plays okay. in that game. The following game, you're three and seven straight up since 2012. Now, when you say opponent ran, this is an offense, or is it? So that's really effectively saying how much your defense is playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the Bills over 90 plays, and we had the Eagles overtime last week, and it's three and seven straight up, minus 3.6 points per game. Okay. Let's think of how we can expand that a little bit. So, um, Go down plays to maybe 80. It's still going to be a lot, Mm -hmm. right? But we're going to get – let's check that out. 26 and 33 straight up. And what's the – 26 and 30 and 3 ATS. And the margin? The the margin. Minus minus, uh, 0.45. Okay, so the the – Straight up margin is minus 2.49. But remember – when the, when we show that against the spread, a lot of this the market is is baking that in. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 money come, pours in on mm-hmm. against that team, and they still don't. Which is why know, I'm looking at straight up. Which is why I'm looking at straight up because yeah. obviously this is under a field goal here under the key number. But I also think the line is being skewed by, and it could be skewed by people looking at those factors. So Mackenzie, do let's add one factor in this. I want to look at your rest is less than your opponent. Because that, that, I think, is going to compound this. I like that. And uh, McKenzie has it in, oh, that's fascinating. The teams oh, no. are 9-4 and four in that spot. <laughs> I see that. You, you know something? This is something I see again and again and again, which is when everything lines up against you, you become so aware of it as a team, you're able to gut Rallying through it cry. one time. Yeah. But I don't know if Philly has it in the tank to do that. I think a typical team could, right? Um you know what else I would say? Look at the rest, the last two weeks between these teams, and uh, let's think about that. And and um, maybe that could be a compounding factor here. But I, I think Hurt. I mean, what, what do we think of Hurts's? 
health right now. Uh, he's clearly not 100%. Yeah, I think he's, he's, he's the, the knee is banged up. It's not enough to keep him out of games, but I do think that, and it's not obviously limiting his running ability. because Well, it's a limiting oh, it's, ability, but it's not limiting his motivation to run because he is taking off when he needs to. He's, he, he looks so slow as he's jogging to the sideline to avoid contact. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just he's just And maybe ambling. that's the thing, because when you do watch him run, it does seem like he's just getting the positive yardage and then dipping out of bounds. Yes. He's not going for extra yardage. Do me a favor, Mackenzie. Do us, uh, and AJ, you're up next. Do a search on uh, Sirianni as an underdog. I think we're going to be a little surprised at this. And even more specifically, let's look at it as a home dog. Go ahead, AJ. Yeah, this game played a month ago. Like you're talking about totally different injury situations for both these teams. Mm-hmm. The 49ers were so banged up. Now they're healthy. The Eagles are banged up. You talked about those 92 plays, and we've talked about Jalen Hurts' health, but in those 92 plays, Fletcher Cox got hurt. I don't think he's going to play. Jordan Davis got hurt. He was limited at practice today. Uh, Lane Johnson, I don't know if he's going to be able to go at right, you know, at left tackle. So, and there's going to be weather in this game. So, are they going to put are they going to put guys that are out there at like 60? percent You're going to take a chance losing Lane Johnson for the rest of the season to go play a a game in the muck? I, I don't know that they're going to. And then the Eagles, bottom 10 in the league in defending tight ends. George Kittle's playing his best ball right now. Since Debo's been back, George Kittle has been just blowing up, and, and I think he has a big game here. Listen, the, I, I faded the Eagles last week as my best bet. I said Bills best bet. It did it, it pushed, but I I still believe all the same things. Philadelphia is getting ridiculously lucky in so many games. That was a hell of a kick, wasn't it? It, it has to <laughs> run out eventually. And they're just not good enough to keep winning every coin flip. I don't believe it happens. I think the Niners are the much better team here uh, and the much healthier team. And I think that, that healthy they be, is the they most They better be the better team, though. Uh, on the road, sure. And a half on the road. Uh, but I think, I think the, being healthy is a major factor. Uh, RJ's picking up on my pet peeve whenever somebody like, like takes a road favorite and they're like, like I, I they're do better. think they're the better team. Well, really? well, I mean, so were, no, they, not, were they not better when it opened plus two? They, um, I, you know, I did get catch a piece of a plus three like three weeks ago. Well, let's look ahead. Oh, Fez, that's ten bucks. You have a, you, you have a, you talk about. <laughs> no, I won't let you say that one. But we don't, we don't talk about all the in pocket bets here. Now, now, to be fair on this one, yeah. So, and I haven't, I don't think I've done this all year long. Mm-hmm. So Sunday night, I blasted out a text to all of you yeah, guys, yeah. And I said one game I really like Niners as a modest favorite, and I uh, never. What, do what that. was the number at that it point? It was minus one and a half. Okay, so. You know, Mackenzie, do me a favor. Find me the last five games, or five games this year. It doesn't even have to be the last five. That the line was the road team either favored by two and a half or two, and I I just like to see okay that because um, I I want to compare these teams and think now does this sound right here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now one interesting thing with Sirianni as a home underdog. One in four against the spread. One winner, four losers. Almost uh, five. Well, exactly five and a half points negative against the spread. Never won one of them. Oh, and five straight up. Yeah. 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 Oh, and five straight up. Yeah, that's a good point. Losing by ten and a half points a game. Our five metric power rankings make this minus two point seven for San Francisco. Okay. And okay. that's my number. <laughs> yeah. So, but but to me, it's interesting. Sirianni looks good in almost every stat, but not, not this not, one. Not yeah. in this one. Um, another thing. I, I've been doing some deep dives with coaches, and uh, Shanahan, when he has two straight winners, right? So a win and a win going into another game, obviously, he does really well. Mm. So 
when the 49ers get rolling, they get rolling. Some teams aren't like that. Some teams you win a couple in a row and they tend to slow down a little bit. All right, so we got these. These are the two-point underdogs or uh, or two-point road favorites. Yeah. All right. So most recently, the Steelers at the Bengals was at minus two. All right. Okay. Uh, Lions. That was no Joe Burrow. No Joe Burrow in that game. That was week twelve. Exactly. Lions Chargers. That was week ten. Lions at Chargers. Line was two and a half. Falcons at Cardinals. Now that see Falcons at Cardinals seem like a huge mismatch. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Saints at Vikings. Now, we're reevaluating the Vikings right yes. now. And then back to week eight, Jags minus two at Pittsburgh, or two and a half. Boy, that seems like a, a, a big disparity, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, when you're a two and a half point favorite, you're the better team, and, and it's clear. What do you think about playing some derivatives, not derivatives, but alternative lines? Let's say San Fran minus 13 and a half. San Fran, because it does feel like Philly, if they get if it gets out of reach, they might just collapse. Yeah, we, we've talked about that before, and I'm just I'm, I'm a pussy. I just can't handle the bid ass differential. Well, we save that drop. Yeah. So so can you take a gander <laughs> Thanks, at some Scott. of the alternatives? Because I think they've gotten more competitive. Well, oh, I haven't seen it. All right, the, so, the cockroach bookie. So you, you can pull it up. Yep. So, so what would you like to say? What number you want? I, 13 half is good. And, yeah, and what's not, your and maybe, maybe eight and a half. And t- choices are unlimited. All right, so let's say 13 and a half. And Fez, eight, I want you to get. Pleaser. So what do you? What would you guess the line should be here? Uh, I would guess that uh, it would be minus. Uh, What's well, a teaser? So it'd have to be minus 300 on San Fran. And plus, it'd be like well, plus no, we're three. late. We'd be we would be getting, but they're only going to give us like plus two forty. So if you if you want 49ers minus thirteen and a half, it's plus three seventy seven. Yeah. Mm. See, I think they've gotten more competitive here. What's what's the eight and a half? Eight and a half. 49ers laying eight and a half, plus two twenty eight. Yeah, and that's terrible because it's a, it's a Wong teaser the other direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what about I mean, what about the, the the thirteen and a half? I'm, well, everyone what's, does what's, have what's to be the take a good back bet. on the three seventy seven. Not that that means the the, the three seventy seven isn't good, but what's okay. the other side? Uh, minus five eighty six. Yeah, it's like I'm, I, I, I just I leave. Such but that a, doesn't really matter. Though, does I hear, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. But it leaves such a bad taste in my mouth when I see a two hundred cents, a hundred eighty cents straddle. You know that maybe I'm missing out on something. But um, and, right. and just for for transparency's sake, DraftKings now has the E forty uh, ers minus three. Ooh, well with Vig though minus one hundred two. Well, okay, see, not, not that much. I yeah. mean, that's more right. than halfway yeah. there, right? So that's so that's one advantage that obviously if we're getting a line moving, and then the derivative. Frankly, the only alternative also that I ever bet mm-hmm. is when when bang, you know, all of a sudden, you know, injury report comes out, line goes up to three and a half, and then I'll be like, okay, now give me some minus eight and a half and some minus thirteen and a half at the stale number. Now, when the books allow you to buy successive half points, there's been uh, some theory on that that there there can be an advantage there. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, in basketball, it applies um, the most because um, let me use an example. So yeah. you got a, you got a, like a six point dog, right? So you got plus six, and a lot of books will let you buy to plus six and a half, lay a dollar twenty. So in this case, you're buying points. Yeah, so you're right. buying points. So the first half point, eh, no good. I mean, it's, it's worth like, but it's worth like eight cents. It's mm-hmm. not you're not getting killed. And then you go to plus seven, and you lay a dollar thirty. 
And that one's almost like break even, mm-hmm. okay, from going from six and a half to seven. Then you go to plus seven and a half and lay a dollar forty. Now, now these are all ten cents. They yeah. keep charging ten cents, and without going through the math rigmarole, they need to start charging more progressively. The first half point's worth like eight cents. The second one's worth like ten. The third, the, the, the third point half point by is like worth thirteen cents, and the fourth one's like worth sixteen cents. And what's the what's the reason that it's worth more? Um, because you get to the point you're already at minus one fifty, mm-hmm. and the difference between minus one fifty and minus one sixty. Is 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 somewhat so the, so small. the ten cent just like in a baseball when you have a ten cent line and then there's a break point at a certain point where they go to a fifteen cent straddle they're still charging you ten cents even though it's 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 because now you're moving from one forty to one fifty it's not worth the same as one ten to one twenty exactly so the extreme example is that if I could buy like fifty points you know I would never yeah. lose which in a game. which that's another scenario right which is it becomes impractical to lose yeah. but in this case. It, it's because of we're moving up and uh, and and who what books that are well like the circa allow you to buy a bunch. I mean, how no, many? Vegas cockroaches they only you do it. All right, but there's a good number of a lot online of the white, books. The white labels, a lot of them let you do it. Still. Okay, the pin, now Pinnacle has always been very advanced on like charging like eight cents in certain spots, twelve in yeah, others. But, yeah, but they are aware of the compounding impact. So while Pinnacle lets you have all those to your disposal, they'll price it like I said the way I described, where they where that first half point. Might only cost you eight cents, but then the next one's going to cost you ten, and okay. the next one twelve, etc. Now the flip side is, you can sell points, right? Yes. So in a way, you can create your own alternative spread. Yes. So the question is, is is the price better in those cases? Um, do you it, want to? It, do, can, want, it can be. It's complicated, and so you, you want to do. A, can, can you? Can we? I know you don't have an account at Pinnacle, uh, Mackenzie. You can pull up Pinnacle, right? Pull up Pinnacle now. If you don't have an account, do they let you? Sell half points. You can see what yeah, the price. Yes, yes. There's a drop down, and you just scroll back and forth, okay. and they show you the, the both sides of it. Yes. Yeah, I'd be interested to see. Let's go to eight and a half, and see what we'd be getting by doing it incrementally. And, and I've done this exercise, and what I found is that I think that's a great idea because mm-hmm. they'll show us the fair pricing. All right, on and and like I said, because it's a Wong teaser, Penny's going to like on the plus eight and a half side. I will predict that it's going to be more than minus two sixty, but if the line's like. 2.9 now. So maybe like the plus eight and a half might be like, I'll predict a minus 275 and the minus eight and a half, I'll predict that they probably have it like plus 250. I don't okay. think they allow you to do, uh, I think, uh, I think it's just they offer seven and a half and three and a half as the alternate lines. At Pinnacle? Yeah. Oh, well, let's see if the seven is close enough. So, so seven and a half is, is going to be not as attractive. So the, the plus seven and a half will be like minus 260 and the minus seven and a half will be like plus 233. Minus seven and a half is plus 202. Plus seven and a half is minus two thirty-five. Ooh. Okay. So. So they're 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 agreeing with you, RJ. They're basically saying, you know, nope, we're not going to get we're not giving you a good pleaser price on on these. So guys. We're, we're getting the better price at DraftKings in that case. Yeah, well, now all of a sudden the plus the minus eight and a half plus two fifty. I'm saying hmm, maybe I'm fading. I'm oh, but it isn't plus two fifty. It's it's better, but it's not. What, what is it, at DraftKings? Minus eight and a half is. Plus two twenty eight. Yeah, it's not good enough. Okay, um, Mackenzie, can you throw up their Shanahan stats again, December and such? 
Okay, we'll wrap up with this. But I would avoid. This is the we we talk all the time about. Oh, Fez, all he does is play teasers, mm-hmm. you know. So this is a Wong teaser. I would avoid. No, I say all you do is play Wong teasers. Yeah. So, but 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 if this line goes back down to a full two and a half, I would not want any part of San Francisco teaser. Now, why is that? Our Eagles Eagles teasers. Oh, because of the the theory, my theory. Yes. That this the, could, okay. Yeah. Uh, Shanahan in December. Remember, on Sunday it will be December, or later. Now, is this regular season only? No. Okay, so this is playoffs and the end of the regular season. 27 and 12 against the spread. One like push, 2.3 points of an advantage. And they have uh, gone, they haven't gone 12 and 2 in the last 14 because they lost three in a row. In December. Oh, in December. Okay. Um, okay, or so. Or later. Yeah, yeah, 12 or 2, 12 and 2, December or later. Okay, interesting. You got any other itemizations of your yeah, cousin's stuff? Yeah, because 12 and 1 in games in which we had a quarterback. There we go. There we go. <laughs> well, we're not worried about the injuries on the other teams, though, right? No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. That was the breaks. Any closing thoughts on this game? No. Where's it close? I say solid three. Yeah, I think it might be three minus 20. I don't think so. Really? It's, it stops at it's three. It's a bridge too far. The power rating people are going to be like, nope. Give me that plus three even money. Well, they're, they're loving it. Where's Why? the resistance been so far? It's non-existent. So maybe. I That's mean, they point. might be waiting for three. I mean, yeah. I bet there'll be some resistance, but I think the public gets on. The thing about the public is they like San Fran at three better than a pick them. <laughs> yeah, that's right? true. Be- because they think they're on the sharp side. And the, they, and the story will disseminate, yes. Yeah, I think so. Um Okay, good conversation. We had a quadruple like on that one. And and that wasn't a like for you, Mackenzie? No, I think I'd have – I mean, you guys made all the good points, so I wanted to have some variety, but I do like them. All right, cool. And finally, on this game that so many people are on, and there's a lot of agreement, but you got a slight variation going on from Mr. Dave Esler, a.k.a. Diamond Dave, a.k.a. Uncle Dave. Dave Esler – and by the way, you want to follow him on Twitter? It's Dave underscore Esler, E-S-S-L-E-R. This guy wins. Let's listen. I don't fade RJ when he takes a position on a Steelers game, and people should know after 15 years not to bet against me when I wager on a Patriots game, which after last week runs our DreamPod record to 9-3. This week, I love the 49ers to be ahead of the Eagles at halftime. What I do know is that their defense is only allowed 69 points in five road games, and of course they're only getting better with Chase Young. What I don't know is how Purdy might fare if he's playing behind in the second half, so a full game bet on San Francisco is off the table for me. What I do know is that the weather looks like it's going to be wet and chilly, and being a late game, the temperatures will do nothing but plummet from kickoff on. That will favor the 49ers like it favored the Bills last week because history is the best predictor of the future. The Eagles didn't play well in the inclement weather last week until the second half. That won't happen again. That will happen again this week, excuse me. They haven't played well in the first half of a lot of games. Over the last three games, Philadelphia's first half scoring is way down. It's under 10 points or less than Denver, Green Bay, and Arizona over that same time period. In their last three games, the 49ers have only allowed an average of 4.3 points in the first half. The Eagles have allowed 17 points in the first half of their last three games, and that's the same number on the entire season, so it's not an anomaly. Over the last three games, the 49ers... They're the third highest scoring first half team. What I don't know is what will happen in the second half. What I do know is that San Francisco will be ahead at halftime. I bet the 49ers first half money line minus 125. 
Okay, who's next? You're next, RJ. You're five weight, which is a crossfire. What? And may become an Andre the Giant match. I might have to grab a button. <laughs> well, who I got you, Denver. You, you, I got the I got the other guys for four. Oh wait, four weight. You got Denver. Yes. Woo, dog. Mackenzie, do me a favor. Um, can you? I'm gonna let Feds go first here. Can you grab me up some uh, our turnover stats on Denver since they're uh, during their winning streak? Oh, yeah. I can tell you. No, no, but I, I want to see w- with the luck built into it. Oh, okay. So, all right, Fez, go ahead. All right, this is power. What's your pick? My power is Denver Broncos. Four weight plus three and a half. And I got to be honest, I'm not feeling comfortable with this because my handicap is simplistic. Okay. It's power. As soon as you said I'm not feeling comfortable with this, <laughs> I, 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 like, I like the well, Texans. He's got a five weight. And, and it's like it, I, can, I can do this in ten seconds. I have Houston one point better than Denver, and their home field's only worth one and a half. So I'm coming to two and a half. On my number, and say it again now. My power ratings make the game two and a half. Okay, and I'm getting three and a half. So okay. it's an auto. It's a, it has to be a bet unless you know my power ratings are completely wrong, and I don't think they're completely wrong. So Our I'm, five on, I'm on the dog. Rating makes it minus five for Houston. Now, where do we have these teams ranked? This is very interesting because usually my power ratings are lockstep with your with our numbers. All right, so let's let's look at some other numbers too, right? So. Um, Mackenzie, pull up the unpredictable stuff. Let's look at the Vegas Informed, and then maybe we'll look at uh, – let's look at Neflo. Uh, right, Mackenzie? Now, now, what's interesting is perhaps I've upgraded Denver, too. You remember, they're like that 70-burger Miami put on them. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're like their defensive stats still suck because they got murdered so bad in September. And I've been very aggressive at, up, at, at um, bumping my Denver power rating. So maybe I've got them too high. I've got them the number 16 team. I got Houston the number 10. And what weight is this for you? This is a four weight. But I, Ooh, but, nice. but to be honest, I loved I loved the Niners. And after that, it was a huge drop. Okay. I had to make somebody a four weight. Wednesday bad. <laughs> Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday, bad. Wednesday, Thursday bad. Tuesday good. <laughs> Saturday night good. All right. So Neflo uh, is. 15 on Houston. Okay, so just to be clear, Mackenzie, because you put these numbers together, is this the actual Neflo power rating, or is this the aggregation of their weekly assessment? That's the actual Neflo power rating. Okay, cool. So that's 15, a 0.3 for Houston, and Denver, 13, a 0.8. Okay, so they've got Broncos a little bit better. We have five metric combined. That's interesting. Houston at 14, 0.2. Denver at 27, a minus 2.8. 27. So who the, the various power ratings that make that up, let's get the Denver number. We we know they're 13 with Neflo, mm-hmm. right? Kevin Cole, 27, okay. minus 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, DVOA, 22nd, minus 2.1. Mm-hmm. PFF, noise canceled, 28th, minus 5.4. And our uh, pregame EPA luck, 28th, minus 4.3. And those weight all the games the same, correct? Week two versus week nine. Yes, yeah. yes. And also, would, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, this, this is the Kevin Cole actual power rating, or is this the aggregation of the weekly? It's the aggregation of the weekly. But it, so I've noticed seems, this year it's really close, the two. Yeah, but it kind of seems weird we're doing one and one and one and the other, right? Well, Nephilim doesn't have that I know of uh, weekly. There, there is. I can show so, it So the you. key question, you're probably going to murder me here, is, is am I overreacting to Denver's five-game winning streak that's been largely turnover? I, I've got some stats that explain why. Go ahead, Uh So if you – like you're, everyone's saying what you're saying. The Broncos' defense is fixed. In fact, in that five-game win streak, you know what the Broncos' defense is in success rate? 29th in the league in success rate. Their EPA per play is eighth. But when you remove so the defense is eighth. The defense is eighth. When you remove the turnovers from that, they go from eighth to 22nd. 
I, and you can't, you can't, when you go 16 to two in turnovers over a five game span, of course the numbers are going to go out of whack. The question is, do you believe the Broncos are now this, like the, the Cowboys the last two seasons, a team that just forces a bunch of turnovers? Or do you think this is a, a, a lucky run? And remember, net turnovers has two sides to it, obviously. I think Denver needs to get credit for not turning the ball over. I, I do think Denver is less likely than than most teams to turn the ball over. The way when when you're watching them, that they feel like a very they're, safe. They're running, yes, they're running draws on third yeah. and seven, right? It, so I think we give them credit there. Are they a good defense? I thought last year they were a mighty good defense. This is a small sample size sport. There's only 17 games. I'm not sure we can throw out the 70 to 20 game or whatever, I think it was that, is what's their EPA for the – this is the whole season we're looking at when you say that they're eighth on EPA? No, in the, in the five-game yeah, win let's streak. Just, let's look at the whole season. I'll find that. And, McKenzie, what do we got here for our turnover information? So their team turnovers have been pretty much as expected, about one point lucky per game over the five wins. Not really anything to write home about. On defense, they've gotten lucky the last five weeks. They're 26 points better than expected on causing turnovers. Okay, and that's exactly what we – I mean, I didn't have that those numbers in front of me, but we expected the offense was probably fair and the defense was very lucky. Right, yeah, so here's the Denver numbers. Uh, in opponents' uh, EPA, they are 27th and success rate 31st. That's uh, overall on defense. Okay, okay. All right, so now let's think about what 26 points mean. Right now, this is on during the five game winning streak, correct? Yes, so we're saying about mm, five points a game, right? Five and uh, point two. All right, so now the question is if you move them five points a game, I mean, effectively, you'd be downgrading them five points, you know, like whatever it'd be five points over the course of those weeks, right? Because I nah. mean. So, no, you're right. I'm sorry. You're not doing it the way, like, yeah, the yeah. really simple. Yeah, right. okay. Um, but but obvious. Well, let's think about this now. 35 is, is, a, is a win. Yes. Right? So what we're saying is that they, that they should have lost one additional game is what we're saying out of the, tw- the 26. But that doesn't even seem sufficient. It, so the, I accept the one, yeah. Of the 117 points they've scored in the last five games, 44 of those came directly off of turnovers. Like they were the turnover, mm-hmm. then they scored. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's like it's almost it's over a third of their points. And we're accounting for that with our 26, right? Obviously. Yeah. yeah. So, to put some more context on it, they've actually forced 67 points of turnovers. Just two thirds of that was expected because of their fumbles, fours, quarterback sense. sacks, turnover worthy plays by their opponent. You know, yeah. pulling back the curtain, um, let's say, assume the season starts today or even next year. What's their season win number for both these teams? Assume they have comparable schedules. Houston versus Denver? Yeah. You can't assume they have comparable I, schedules because one plays in a really good division and one me. plays in an awful one. Humor me. Well, I don't think the AFC West is that bad. <laughs> I mean, really, do you, I, think it, they, I think the South is better this year. Than the AFC West? Yeah. Who's the second best team in the West? Huh. Right? I mean, Tennessee is the fourth, but you got um, Indianapolis in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Houston. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, to, to cut to the so chase. Let's assume, but let me give the answer yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think Houston is a team that was built to trend up. New coach, mm-hmm. new quarterback. So if we were restarting the year, I, I mean, this is going to sound crazy. At least 10. 
for me. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Ten is all that's high. Yeah, it's too high. I don't know. I was going to say, well, well, say that's why, seven and That's half, why we eight. disagree on our yeah. Yeah. So, so, what, so that's consistent with your handicap. H- what's the Houston number right now? That's a good point because Houston's. I, I think one, it's like nine and a half right now. So Houston is six and five. What's what, what, no, what's the record right now? Um, I don't have. You got the record right in front. Houston's. Houston. They're both six and five right now. Yeah. Okay. So, but what I'm saying is, if you look, if you look at um, this, can we look at the season wins yeah, at DraftKings? I got. I'm pulling it up here. Oh no, they. Uh, I like where you're going. They don't have. Yeah. They don't have it listed. They have um, only matchups and most wins. I guess maybe it's oh no, they moved it. It's nine and a half even. All right, go. I was I was just at the same thought. I'm thirty seconds ahead of you. And what's and what is You're Denver? Thirty seconds ahead of who? Scott, because I was like, they don't have it. They took it down. I'm gonna have to. All right. So what is the number? Vandal, but it's nine and a half at DraftKings. I just moved it where it is on the website. The over yeah. is even money. What's yes, the, minus one ten. Not even right. money, but minus one ten. And they started out what? They started out like one and four or something. I mean, it was a bad start. Maybe not one and four. And, but they and, were they were uh, zero and two, and then they were two and three. And what is Denver? So same question for Denver. Nine and a half plus one twenty-five to the over. Mm. So it's saying Houston's better mm-hmm. by a smidge. Mm-hmm. Well, now obviously it's it's scheduled depending. Yeah, yeah. So maybe uh, Scott, can you look at what Tex- Texans' remaining schedule is after the Broncos game at Jets at Titans? Oh, but let, but let's get one of the numbers. So we can oh. use unpredictable, or we can use wherever we want to um, for strength of schedule from here. So it'll be remaining. It can be PFF. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. You know, whatever one you want. Um, let's see here. And we do have to be a little careful because these season win markets are, you know, there's not big limits, so we can't take them as gospel. What are they? Just out of curiosity, they take, they're taking like 2,000 on these, aren't they? As Caesars was taking 2,000, yes. Yeah, that's, that's a nice chunk. What we got, McKenzie? So the Denver's all the way to the left, their defensive strength of opponent. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's do this. Go into their actual ELO power ratings. Which, if you go to betting, you'll see power ratings under that tab. That that will just give you the actual number. Right. Okay. So we'll look at that. Um, in Denver, I think their total is much lower because I mean, like, I don't know, eight eight point two. Well, they're projected to have a winning record the rest of the way because they're six and five, mm-hmm. and they're currently. But I was going up. back to the idea of redoing this. Right, right. But, but I'm just saying, well, the, the, it's going to be comparable to the rest of this year, probably. And so they're they're projected to go nine, seven, and one right now. So they're projected to be a winning team. So that would say their season win number should be higher than eight and a half. So what do we got, McKenzie? Denver's the twentieth hardest schedule. Houston's the twenty sixth hardest. Okay, so Houston's even easier. So implying Denver is more competitive with Houston. Right. Yes, because, but but along your lines, it kind of doesn't kind of feel like Denver under nine and a half would be a good bet. Yes, I yes. think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, four of Denver's last six are on the road. Okay, that might be a bet we might have to make. Now, so my thought. Oh, go ahead, Scott. No, I was going to say I just had one hesitation on this game, and that's that this year C.J. Stroud is zero and four ATS as a favorite. He's five and two as a dog, but he's zero and four as a favorite. So, what was the favorite scenarios? This is as a favorite. No, no, I understand. What was the games that he was a favorite? Arizona, favorite? he was land five. Mm-hmm. And, and that they, was a— They landed five, so yeah. that was kind of a push. Let's see what else they were favored in. Uh, so, hmm. Home against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. They only won by two. They took They're laying two and a half. <laughs> they took yeah. So he's got it's two half— It's not by much. He's, and yeah. He's got two half-point losses. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so maybe at, it's not as big a deal. Uh, at the Panthers— where they lost outright 15-13. Yeah, which again, that that's a game that we a, won. That was, a, that, that, was the one, very, that was the spot to bet Carolina. Yeah, if ever sure. there was a time where you'd say, "Where's their win?" That's that was the, the game, time, huh? That that yeah. was it. I, we got a nice win there. I'm I'm done now with them. <laughs> um, to me, 
I think this is also a bet because a lot of people could say it was a dream crusher. Not a dream crusher, but a real disappointing loss sure. last week. But I tell you, this coach, man, he is – I think this is a top – you know, this is a Vrabel-level coach, it seems like to me. And they were supposed to be dog shit coming into the year, so they're not going to be disappointed if they are in the wild card. They were, yeah, they were the first team to, uh, to pass their win total this season. They're, they've already passed oh, yeah. Houston. Okay. And remember, we've said this once. Let's say it one more time. When a teammate makes a trade, and that trade implies they are willing to give up next year's pick, that means they feel pretty confident they're going to do well next year. Now, Carolina <laughs> didn't do didn't have that insight. But did, did you hear what David Tepper said uh, this past week? F, uh, he used the F word a lot, I heard. He said the plan was to move up to number two and take C.J. Stroud. And what happened? It's like, didn't work out. <laughs> but but if their plan was to take C.J. Stroud, then when they got to one, why didn't they just take C.J. Stroud? Well, they, they spent too much. They spent too much. <laughs> you know, I, I got to be candid with you. Tepper is getting a lot of, like, getting clowned. This guy is considered, like, the most competitive field, I would say, Fez, in all of business is the hedge, the true hedge funds. Mm. The hedge funds, literally, if you come out of college and they hire you. Oh, that's they, the hardest position. I mean, they, they start them off at eight, 900,000 a year, 20, yeah. your 23 year old kids, if you know, coming out of the right school. Um, and then but when they're 28, 29, they're making two, three million a year. These, I mean, like, literally, they're, they're 28. They're making, like, not NFL money, but NFL lineman money, backup lineman. And then it goes up from there, obviously. Mm, maybe Johnny's got a uh, yeah. great path suddenly. Yes. Well, Stanford's a great place for that if he goes to Stanford. Is um, Temper, Temper was maybe considered the, the smartest, best operator in hedge funds. But he certainly is in, was in the Mount Rushmore. Like Steve Cohn level? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Cohn is a, you know, the Mets owner who supposedly uh, um, on billions – that's axes based off of him. It's, uh, they say half, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, the, I read a book about him that w- it was called uh, something about Blood Edge or the the black the Black Edge. It was called because they said he did a lot of let's say questionable things. Mm. Cone, but anyway, I, I, I'm not saying that Temper's been making all these great decisions. I'm just saying in general he's equipped to make good decisions. And he'll figure this out, I think. Or maybe he's just distracted running his hedge funds. But it seems like he's and more he's, important. Yeah, he, I think he's more focused on this right sure now. Sure seems like it. Spending I, the time. Yeah. So I think Frank Reich was a bad hire. Um, but I actually have some uh, – I have a pick in this game coming up. So in general, when you make a trade, you're giving up next year's, you're saying, hey, we think next year's won't be as valuable as maybe you think. And thus Houston exceeding expectations makes sense. The one team that really stood out with this – Big Ben goes down about, what, four years ago now, blows out his elbow the second game of the year. You're thinking, wow, this is kind of good. Now right? the, this is the time. Tank. Well, you play your normal g- game, and you're probably going to have a s- fifth, sixth, seventh pick. Mason Rudolph will do the rest. Don't yeah, you? yeah. We'll, hey, Rudolph will deliver like it's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and, and instead, the next day or two days later, they trade their number one for the first time since, like, 1965. And I'm like, okay, I gotta bet them now because like they think they yeah, went, they're all in three. They go to San Francisco as like a seven point they dog. In, they were all in two, and they yeah, point. that's right. And they almost, they, I mean, they hang right in there. You know, they got the lucky Niners. to cover that one. Yeah, five one turnover. Yeah, but 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 what happened was they ended up going eight and eight, yes. exceeding all expectation, even with Rudolph looking horrendous. 
Houston, same thing here. Now, I'm still not saying that trade was a good trade. Well, remember, people laughed at them because they yeah, owned I they, too. they owned two first round draft picks, and when they made the trade, they traded away their own instead of Cleveland's. And everybody was like, "Why would you trade your own pick? So That's wait, the wait, one." What 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 was the uh, where were those slots? First of all, they didn't choose, right? That was the negotiation. Yeah, in the negotiation, when they gave up the the pick to uh, they traded to Arizona, mm-hmm. they gave up the their own draft pick for this coming season. Okay. And everybody was like, uh. why would you give up that? Because you know you're going to be bad. Mm-hmm. And instead you kept the Browns pick. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out those picks are the same right now. Yeah. Like, that's the, if, you, if the draft happened today, it'd be the 22nd and 23rd pick. I, I tell you this, I'd rather have the Cleveland pick than the Houston pick for the rest of the year. I agree I, with I that. I think so. Yeah. And, and, I mean, would you rather have the 23rd pick in the draft or C.J. Stroud? I don't think it's much well, of a question. Remember, they took Stroud with the two. They took the lineman with the Will three. Anderson. Yeah. yeah. So, and he's turned out to be one of the best rookie linemen, yeah. defensive linemen in the league. But still, they gave up a lot. It wasn't just next year's one. It was the number one. Yep. Li- you know, so it was like a two for one, and I think they had a fourth in there or something. But either way, I think Ryan's is a great I think he's borderline great coach already and I don't think this team is gonna let down. I, I think this team is gonna be energized from all this and I and I think they're gonna play really well. And I think Denver let's be honest, if Denver gets down, they haven't been down in any of these games, like by more than what, have they even been down a touchdown? I don't think so. They've all been close. I mean Houston at home uh, I mean, it's in. It strikes me that that this is a. I mean, remember, this is the team that crushed deep Pittsburgh. You know, in Houston, I. You know, I like. They have a bad defense. I mean, Denver's going to get it, some. I points. don't think it's bad. I like it's the getting over better this game. Yeah, you like the over. Yeah, I, and I, I think you know the, why. Why? Because the last. And this was almost a play for me because the last two um, games, all the the marketplace. Bet the over, all right? And both those games went under. So this is the game Houston-Arizona and Houston-Jacksonville. And there are tons of yards and opportunities and just failures by both teams in the red zones. So it wouldn't surprise me this game goes over. Well, you got AJ? I was going to say, you mentioned D'Amico Ryans. I think Bobby Sloak's been incredible as a play caller, too. You talk about like a first-year OC. Uh, it's just another another branch of the Shanahan tree that's bearing fruit, it looks like. I, I, I think the Texans just – everything they did in the offseason – Came up roses. Now let's look at you know Denver's won some close games. They're six and five. Let's look at the fourth quarter win share. All right, so this is we agree that any luck that happens is going to be built into this. But based on what really happened, how likely were they to win the games? Sure. All right, so Denver, who is six and five, forty three percent has been their fourth quarter win share. So if you go eleven games times point four three, uh. That's going to be like 4.8 wins. Okay, so... Um, Check me on that. Yeah. 4.7, okay. yeah. All right, so 4.7, and that means, by definition, then, they are, what, 1.3 games overrated. lucky. Yes. Right? Pythagorean overrated or whatever you want to call it, yeah. All right, Houston, 6-5, and five, 54% in the fourth quarter win share. So 54 so times 11. a little 11. overrated also. Uh, no, it's almost exactly the same. Yeah, so it'd be eleven times 0. 0.54, yeah. right? So what five, are we? Five point nine. Yeah, so right there. Yeah, right. So, there. so I, I, I think, it, but we're talking like a game in, it, we're talking like a game in a quarter. That's a good point. Or, or a game in what 0. 0.4 versus 
being right there, I, I think in general— but, the, but that's what a three-and-a-half-point favorite should be. Yeah, I agree. But I think in general, when you add up the close wins, and this five-game win streak is huge, right? Mm-hmm. And then you add up the turnovers, there's a lot pointing against Denver. I agree with that. And last thing, Fez, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. We talked about this Monday. Denver, the look-ahead line in this game was Denver plus three. Denver plus three at Houston. That was before last week's games. It's now three and a half or in some spots four. No, I'm sorry, three and a half. How does that happen with Denver winning their fifth straight? How does that happen when Denver has a, a nice win? Yeah, I'm, I fifth mean, straight win. Phony, phony win by 17, but I mean, they they deserve to win. And Houston, by all so accounts. So not a phony, a phony margin. Phony margin. So Denver should be won by like eight last week. But Houston, they should have lost to Jacksonville. It should have been a close game. Mm-hmm. And they should, they should have lost a close game, and they did. I know they got they had, a, they had an opportunity at the end to tie it. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so it's hard to say. So what's this line move? Someone it, sees something. Someone's saying. I mean, and, making, and I will say one of the sharper groups out there, this line was three. It opened three. So it, it didn't open three and a half. It opened three, and like one of the sharper groups early in the week, like Monday morning, like 6 a.m., it's like, no, 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 give me that minus three. And they were like in a hurry to grab it. Okay. All right, any closing thoughts on this one? I like the way we did this conversation. It wasn't like try like you were asking you Fez, you were giving your picks or your handicap, and you were saying, you know, maybe here's where I could be wrong. And I'm saying, hey, maybe I love this because it helps us look at it with sober eyes. So I have a question. Yes. So there's one book in Vegas mm-hmm. that still has minus three lay a dollar twenty. It's one of these little tiny independent books. It's Treasure Island. All right, so that's like three point or that's gonna be uh three point two five then effectively. Yes. Okay. Now, is that completely irrelevant? noise or is that actually significant that no no one's bothered to go around to scoop that up yet well they don't have a, an app right they don't have an and app. and it's a pain in the ass to and get that in f1 traffic there. still sucks and it's a one dime limit the yeah. down oh, escalators it's, broken. it's a one di- it's a- you got to walk down four <laughs> flights of stairs from the parking garage to get there how do you know this? I did it this weekend. He grabbed the Bears plus three and a half. <laughs> plus three and a half. And <laughs> this guy's grinding i mean you went all the way down there to, it, I, to bet 66 dollars yeah, <laughs> that is a great question. How much? How much did you bet? May I ask? I'm gonna throw. I mean, remember now. He he says I'm I, I'm in my third year in Vegas. I'm not going wild. So let's just say it's less than you, Fed. So if, so if you bet like what's by interest, if you bet five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. right? So you're you're laying. Um, uh, so you're picking you're, up. Like you're, you're picking all... up ten. Say you're picking up ten cents. Okay. okay. So uh, on Vig, so you're risking. Um, uh, so instead, instead of fifty, right? you're, instead of risking sixty dollars, you're risking fifty dollars, which half the time won't matter. So it's well, no, no. He's, he, let's assume five hundred, and let's do yeah, the math. I, I, love, I love it. So you right. so, 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 so you're betting five seventy five to win five hundred, but you should have to bet like we'll call it six fifteen to win five hundred. Okay. Uh-huh. So you're 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 saving, but that's only going to count half the time. Half the time, over. so you're saving forty dollars half the time. You see where I'm going? Twenty bucks. So, you're, so you're saving twenty bucks by doing that. But what's your, the, the time? The and going, but that again. But but it's fun. It's no, well, fun it, it, to chase numbers like so that. I like doing it. It's full, like recreation. Full disclosure: This was a hedge bet against a survivor pool. Okay. So I wanted to get Bears plus three and a half, and I texted Fez, and he said the only place in town that still has a three and a half is Treasure Island, mm-hmm. and it was minus one fifteen. You said I'll see the pirate ships and make a bet. I did. So I went. But here's the thing. This is why I, I've never been there before. I'll never go there again unless it's an emergency. I, well, this was an emergency. I, 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 they guess I, I go, and Fed says it's a, a, a dime limit. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So I go place a bet to win a thousand. Mm, wow. Okay. Good. So forty bucks. They have to wait on approval. Approval. But on the an guy, NFL side for a thousand dollars. Well, that's their limit. And yeah. the guy who can yeah. give approval was on break, so I had to stand there for five minutes and wait. So I think, Fez, it doesn't mean a lot is what I'm sensing. I mean, I met the guy that ran that maybe six years ago. He was a horse fanatic. Tony Neville. Okay, yeah. yeah. Is he still there? Yeah, he's a former okay. rugby player. Okay. But and he, he, I mean, he's, he's, he's an athlete. I mean, he's got but, but he's, he's, he's a, old like me. He's you know, a horse now. racing fanatic, right? Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, so that's interesting. But what I really like about his shop is that he has no – I mean, he takes low limits, but he has no problem dealing opinionated numbers. Like, he'll a game will be three everywhere. Well, he'll put yeah. a two up. He, he, he'll say, come in and lay the two. Go ahead. You know, that'd be a place – I guess the what, – what's the limit go to – when's the limit go to five dimes or something? Uh, it doesn't. On, I'm, on Sunday, you can on, bet 1,000? On Monday night football, there was one game. I asked, how much can I bet on it? Okay, like and, and two hours before kickoff, and they gave me three dimes, which I was shocked. What is, was what is the po- – did they ask you what side you were playing? Yes. Oh, so they needed it. But but I asked to bet the total, and they gave me 300 a couple weeks ago. On an NFL total? Monday Night Football. You see two why? Hours before. No, so I gotta it be, depends whether they need it or not. i got to be honest with you. I mean, literally, there was guys that started a, that were booking out of their pocket that would take yeah, there's more. Hi, there's high school bookies yeah, that are taking 500. Yeah, I mean, I that's crazy. And you don't got to walk down four flights of stairs. But if they were taking even, let's say, 3,000 on a side – I think that'd be a place to station a runner. I mean, you know, if he was properly, um, uh, you know, what would you call it? Part of your LLC and all the different issues with messenger betting, you know, wink, wink. But that boy, but not at those limits. Yeah. What do they take on college basketball totals? Fifty bucks? Uh, it's probably it's probably two hundred. But I, I'll ask when I go down there. But I'll say this: it's an it's an epidemic. Like like I on my app when I bet at the Westgate. You know, uh, college basketball totals. I mean, we're talking Arkansas. Yeah, I think you should almost North think Carolina. college basketball totals aren't going to be up anymore. Hundred dollars. Yeah, it's, it's almost. It, 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 it's it's just amazing. But, but no. But here's the thing: if it's not a TV game, no no recreational batters batting it. So why would they sit and take all this action from some you know people that got models that are real that are better than the book? Because anybody who's betting the the Duquesne totals. Probably knows what they're doing, and that yeah. should be one forty-two, not one twenty-four. Right. Yes, I'll tell, I'll tell you this: is in any betting, if you can win, you almost stop being able to bet. Now, with sports betting, especially in the bigger liquid markets, that's not the case. But think about blackjack, Fez. As when, when you're trying to learn to count or whatever, yeah, you can bet till you're blue. When you finally get where you're going to be positive EV. They shut you down. Yes. Right? So, un- un- unless you can trick them into thinking yeah, a you're— camouflage or whatever. Yeah. Or, or just be a sport. You know, if you're a sport, like, like for instance, if you go in and bet every single game on a college basketball board, you're pro- they're probably much more you know, willing to put up with you than going in there and betting three of them on a Saturday 100-team um, card and seeing every one of the three you bet moving five points. And— uh, yeah, and, and the theory is you're betting it as it's moving, or, or why well, would no, it no, move even five if, points? Even if you're originating, if you're just picking their pocket on the three that you know are, are completely off, as opposed to being a sport and saying, you know what, I'm gambling with you, I'm playing 40 of them. But if you really think about it, even when I moved out here, I never felt like, I felt like if I could beat this, that I would be able to beat it and benefit from it. It feels like the game, I mean, back in the day, it doesn't feel like there was near as much. Um, now I know some of the offshore books, but here in Vegas, 
again, I've I've been critical with the Vegas bookmakers because till there was uh, national competition, they weren't they were not ambitious at all, right? They were very stuck in their ways, eating a lot of pistachios. And, and dusting off their shirt, you know, in between taxing, you know, what's for dinner tonight is, but, but now it feels like it's a race to make sure no one gets a positive EV bet in. I mean, what do you think? I mean, you're right in the center of oh, it. Oh, absolutely. My favorite book. I love Circa, but you're probably unaware of what's, what they're going going on. So what happens is is they subscribe to all these services now. All right. So these are services that have a big following. They maybe have a history of winning. Right. So they'll say set up game 740. They give a range, right? Mm-hmm. 745 to 748. There's two games in that range, mm-hmm. right? Set it up. Be ready. This is the service releasing. Right. It. So it's letting you know, find it in your schedule and be ready, all right? And then they'll say, you know, Bet LaSalle. And then you go to Circa and they have a $5,000 limit on sites, but no, get what's this? It's a $500 limit. They lower the limit when that rotation is announced for just 90 seconds. Because they know they're going to. It's gonna, only ninety seconds. Uh, it's 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 it, it's a it, it's up to the release and then like a minute after. Yeah. And what what are they? I mean, it strikes me what they're trying to accomplish here is that the people that are firing, knowing the market's going to move, that they're not going to wait to bet at circa. Thus, after that first wave of bets, it's safe to see you know, reset. And I guess and then I'm they guessing they're right moving back on air. Up. Exactly. But they're moving on air, right? Right to the market. I assume at that point. They, I think what is happening is like there's like eight guys betting it simultaneously, and they're saying, you know what, our limit's five thousand, and we'll let ten guys all bet five hundred. You know, it'll be the same thing. It'll be because they don't have an auto move. Okay, so what you're okay, so what you're saying? Well, they're not going to have an auto move in the middle. You know, when the, there's a release, right? yes. I mean, a release of the lines. But but I guess what you're saying is by so you're saying that people are betting the 500 anyway, even though sure. they want to bet the 5,000. Sure. And that's giving them a limit bet effectively, and thus they move. But they're probably moving more than a half point, right? If yeah, they immediately move a point or a point and a half, and then they go back to their normal limits. Yes. Okay, now that's clever. It's clever, yeah. But but I think it really is weak. I agree with that too. I, I mean, because it, it, because you they they say we have these, and you know, I've gone back and forth with, with Jeff. I respect his decision, Jeff Benson. Now, what, what what's his rationale? Um, well, he's and again, obviously, anyone can seek it out, but like well, you can give us a recap. Yeah, well, he says, well, we have posted limits that we take, you know, and the posted limit is a certain amount. But he says, obviously, there's going to be circumstances throughout the day and the like where no, we have to make that's ex- not obvious. Mm. I mean, name one other scenario. This is the case. Uh, any book. Only when there's a like a game circle. Yeah, but that's the different. Quarterback and that's the star players, and they don't circle it because uh, Phil Steele might release a, <laughs> that's a, a great pick point, on yeah. right. So I mean, when Doc came out with his game of the year years ago, he had an amazing run. Big he Ten was, game of the year. Yeah, he was moving lines nine, eight, nine. Wisconsin points. would move from minus six to minus fourteen. But yeah. the books didn't say, "Hey, it's a fifty dollar limit now." No, they didn't. It's a different. It's a different world. <sighs> that's in. I mean, it's smart. But boy, it does seem like that beating the chest. We'll take any bat. We don't limit people. That's a bunch of BS, <laughs> right? I mean, really. And and I wonder how much they're saving. So let's say those are winning bets, and let's say they would have. Now they're not going to take ten five thousand dollar bets before they move the line. Well, they will because they'll all come. Because remember the way that these services act. It's like some of the services will say set up BYU. No, I understand, but but yeah. here's the thing: if they come in in a blizzard, and I we talked about this recently. They have on the computer programming side. There has to be a queue, is what it's called. And I don't think they have the queue. 
You ha technically, you have to have a queue. And Bookmaker does have the queue that they, they so auto-move. Explain the way it does that. So Bookmaker has an auto-move. Okay, mm -hmm. so boom. So like 20 guys are all submitting within like the same 0.1 seconds trying to bet BYU minus 10. And one of them has the fastest connection. Yeah, based the on the ba based on the millisecond, like like literally thousands of a second, they get lined up when they came in. Right. So immediately the line moves. It's a limit. So it, it moves to minus ten, lay a dollar seventeen. They move the vig. Okay. Right. So and the, the nine first, other guys yeah. who who have submitted minus ten, they get a message back. They say, "I'm sorry, that line has moved. Would you like it minus ten, lay a dollar seventeen? And then one of so them they've taken one bet. Yeah. And then one of them will hit yes really fast. And then four, four of them will say, screw it, I don't want any more. And four or, others or maybe will, they say, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And four others will say, no, it's still take it. And then they sometimes get the message, we're sorry. That line is now minus 10, which play $1.25. Which is very fair. Yeah, right? absolutely. But, but the funny thing is, Circa's doing that, it seems, in a manual way. Mm -hmm. But it looks so bad. Uh, um, Chris is doing it, bookmaker Chris is doing it in a way that doesn't look bad and it's actually easier, right? I mean, yeah, so it they just, can be in the bathroom. <laughs> they don't even have to be monitoring it. It's, yeah, I'm yes. surprised the technology. I mean, Circa seems to spend a lot of money on a lot of things. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd be surprised if next year they didn't have a QS. I agree. I agree. But do you, I mean, what's been the, the I don't really read a lot of Twitter. I, like, gambling Twitter to me is. Maybe the last place on earth I want to be. Uh, I enjoy some of the people who post in gambling Twitter with hashtag whatever, because um, I think there's some sharp people I learn from and all that. But I don't want to see the the biting back and forth, the backbiting and all that. What's been the consent? Because Circa gets love. Circa yes, the consensus is we love Circa, but this sucks and we don't like it. The, the, this practice. Okay, and they're just saying, hey, it's the way it is. Yes, and 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 they're saying, you know what? A lot of our competitors like. They're just pulling those games down. Who? Oh, it's happening on like a lot of the white labels and the like. Now it's well, like, but they don't have a brand. White yeah. label by or, definition or, or, doesn't or, have right, a brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but but the um, the but what some books are are doing. It, I know MGM does this. Is that they'll take a couple bets, so that's cool, and then all of a sudden it just disappears. I'm like that game's off the board. So they don't even want to mess with it. They want it. They want. They want to rediscover it two minutes later when the new price is up, and then they'll put it back up. And these are sides or totals? Both. Okay. And what like what is what is Chris or Chris what what does Circa take on college basketball totals? Uh, five hundred, even even an Alabama North Carolina game, the the, the best game, five hundred. See that surprises me because you would think the TV game, the big TV games. I, I think when we get later in the year, it may go up. Like tournament it's time, it's yeah. surely going to go. Yes, because I remember about seven or eight years ago, and we'll move on. Um, I was down. This is right when Station started. Um, getting or at least it's another stage of them getting less aggressive, mm -hmm. taking bets, and it was college basketball, and I was betting. You know, uh, I had some money in my pocket, and I was looking at the. I think I can't remember the Don Best screen or whatever, and I saw some stuff was off, and I was waiting there for a business meeting, and I bet three games for uh, uh, totals for a nickel each, mm -hmm. and I was surprised then that it was a nickel because I mean, again, when I was. Uh, 15 years old, I was batting 330. Right. I mean, I, that's the honest to God's truth. And I, with my a classmate of mine's dad, who was putting it into the book, yeah, yeah. I was one level removed. And now you look at the cost of living, you know, it's like things, yeah. things are three times more expensive than when I started. Yeah. And, and and some of these places have cut their limits from 500 to 100. Yeah. I, I Essentially zero. To give the books some credit or a break, 
I think if it's all sharp action, they don't have any obligation to just take a bunch of sharp action, in my opinion. But if you're starting to hurt, you know, Billy Walters made this point when he did the interview rounds. How many people have been shot or um, limited or kicked out of books when they really didn't come close to proving they were winners? Same with the blackjack, you know, people winning at that. And, you know? and he's saying if it's just... 5% of people, as they're starting to become sharp, they might just quit the industry, go to something else, go to Daily Fantasy, go to whatever. And it's like, and literally, they would make money taking these bets. They're so oh, no af- doubt. They're so afraid of taking a bet. I, it's like, we're, there's no gamblers. There's, there's very few bookmakers with gamble in them. Now, I think Circa has gamble. But they, if they figure something's negative EV, no matter what, they're they're not going to take a beat. Yeah, and by all accounts, the Nick Bogdanoviches and you know he has the, a lot of game. Yeah, he has a lot of game. The Richie Bocellaris, a lot of game. Those books did just fine. You know why? Because even if they had five sharps come in, then they had the the word got out. Hey, you know, if if, if you're uh, Floyd Mayweather, go play there. You know, you get really good customers betting big. And you bring up a good point. If you look at, um, I always have trouble remembering this now. It used to be so big. The the, the place where um, Colbert was. Uh, Cantor. Cantor. Yeah, because they changed it. What, the CBT. Yeah, that's what. Okay. So Cantor, they were taking Billy Walters for 100 on game, 100 dimes on game day on NFL sides. And I mean, listen, I talked to Colbert a ton, like over two years. He was doing a radio show with me, the whole thing. And he said, we learn more from, the, we know because we have the highest limits, we're not going to get any dummy moves, and we learn more from that than it cost us. And I mean, first of all, that would be a very anxiety-inducing endeavor, right? Especially if they bet it like 90 seconds before the kickoff and you can't get rid of it. True enough. I mean, that's the biggest problem. If you got time, then you get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah, but if he's moving the market with the bet, you can't, it's hard to get rid of it at yeah. the right price, yeah. right? But what I'm saying is they were holding like, what, 2.7%, I think it was. And the normal books are ho- holding more than that, but their volume was massive. Yeah, because what was happening is that the wise guys were taking them for like one, one and a half percent ROI. Who cares? You know, and you've got all the the other betters that are you know some smarter than the average bear, but losing betters, and they're all those big betters are betting there also. And it seems like if you can take on Billy Walters for a hundred a bet, you can take on a service releasing college basketball and not look so scared. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Next game. My bet. My five weight is the Washington Commanders plus nine and a half. Ooh. Listen, I get it. The commander's defense is terrible. Uh, but this is a big number for them to lay on the road in the 50s with rain in the forecast. The Dolphins' scoring margins on and their home road splits are fascinating to me. They've played five games at home this year. Their scoring margin, plus 107, 21 points per game. They've played six games outside of Miami, minus 19 Minus three points per game. The Dolphins are 0-7 in outdoor road games in December or later since Tua got drafted. They are 1-12 in outdoor road games in December or later, dating back to 2017. The Dolphins are bullies, but they are not that big of a bully on the road. Commanders are 4-0 ATS when Hal doesn't throw an interception. Good news, Dolphins 29th in the league in takeaways. This is tough to stomach because I, I hate this commander's team, but nine and a half is just, it's just a crazy number for, for the home team. Yeah. So, Tua at home, uh, 16 and 6 ATS, 10, 12, and 1 
on the road, but he has avoided the letdown as the big favorite. When he's favorite of four points or higher, he's 11-0 straight up, 8-3 and ATS. So two questions, and these are the two reasons I didn't join you at the 9.5. At the 10, I would have, um, backing Washington. The fact that Miami got to go to the Jets with comparable cold weather, you know, it's the same forecast last week, I would think that that would benefit them. Would you agree with that or disagree? I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the second thing is, how concerned are we? There's two teams that, and if I knew them both, that would be even better. But one of them is Washington. I, the other one's Arizona. They haven't had their bye yet. So now I guess we could say since Washington said 10 days, maybe that's not a, a factor here because they've had uh, yeah, extra that's, I rest. Yeah, you've got a, an extra rest anyway. But Washington also just fired their defensive coordinator and going up against – an offense that is the highest in the NFL at 6.86 yards per play and the third highest through 11 games all time with your first week as the defensive But what are the yards per play on the road versus at home? I'm t- like this the splits are alarming. So, let me ask you a question. Is it home and away or is it quality of opposition? So, let's look at who they played at home and away because it feels like it could be both. Yeah. Right? So, Dolphins road games at Chargers at Pats, at Bills, at Eagles, and then at Jets. All right. And 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 the concern, obviously, is that they not just lost at the Bills and at the Eagles, mm-hmm. but they got smashed. And the Eagles aren't smashing people, you know. So that that, that that's not aging well, even though the, the Eagles have a great Home record. games, Broncos, Giants, Panthers, Patriots, Raiders. So Patriots the, is a wash. And the Chiefs falls into the uh, the – Away from home because it, it was London. It, it was outside of Miami. So I mean, it seems it, if anything, that's more eye popping. They do well against bad teams, yeah, and they don't do. And now the question is, where's Washington? Yeah, that's why I said Tua doesn't. Tua avoids the upset uh, as a favorite of four or higher. He's eleven and zero straight up, eight and three against the spread. Teaser. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I mean you're right. It's gonna you're gonna find a nine. You can tease it down two and a half. So, so here's what troubles me, that, or here's where I can't really get excited either way. I think Miami's defense is getting a lot better, all right? But I think Washington's offense is underrated. So I would love it if Miami's D wasn't any good. I'd look at Washington's team total and not have but to Miami's, Why do you think Miami's D is getting better? Oh, it's trending upwards. Yeah. Everyone's talking. Everyone's talking. Get everyone's about talking about it, but they get, they gave up 17 points to the Patriots, which is like 50 to anybody else. No, that's just not true. I mean, that's what their I mean, that's what their team total was. How can yeah. you penalize them for giving up expectation? Yeah, I and I think we can't look at points. I mean, in the long run, points enough games matters, but we got to look at yards per play, we got to look at uh success rate, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um why don't we McKenzie's in the restroom. Why don't we look at um I think they're 12th now overall, but they're trending Miami yeah. upward. Everyone's so, talking about, like, the last month. Yeah, yeah. so Jalen Ramsey's played four games this year. That's a great split right there. And, and it was the Patriots game where they allowed 17 points. It was the Chiefs game, 21, 13 against the Raiders, 13 against the Jets. So four straight games that the defense has given up 14 or less. That's very impressive. No, oh, 17, 17, 17 yeah. or less, but three three straight games. Uh, well, no, because they gave up twenty-one to the, uh, there's a there's a the fumble six. There's yeah. fumble six. Yeah, you're right. And that's a good point. So, but outside and, and of that Mahomes three, game, he's they, had three interceptions. Outside of the Mahomes game, they played Mac Jones, Aiden O'Connell, and Tim Boyle. 
So, I mean, the defense should be trending. That's up, right? a good point also. Well, again, th- this is where you are on your side of the street, AJ, with if someone's not good, I discount the game. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And to me, you see a lot of teams lose a lot of games. I mean, Buffalo lost to the Jets. Yep. They, they, they lost to Wilson. Philly almost lost twice to Washington. The Eagles yeah. lost to the Jets. That's amazing. I mean, think about that. The I mean, I mean, Buffalo's hit a skid, but it was like two weeks ago. Kevin Cole thought the Buffalo was still the best team in the NFL. So, I mean, you really think about it, for the Jets to have beat Buffalo and Philadelphia. It's hard to imagine. Yeah. And, and you look at it. Buffalo was bat down. It was it hit two and a half at a certain yep. point at the end, right? With the sharp post. books. I always, you know, it's funny too. Whenever I see a line move like that, because it's always happening at the sharp books, never the Vegas books. Okay. And obviously, favorites crushed last week, and they went like thirteen and three against so, the spread. So circa, uh, and I'm not trying to joke because of what we just talked about. Circa is a very sharp book. It doesn't happen there, like a two and a half like that. In that oh, it w- that's a great question. I don't think circa went to two and a half. I know bookmaker did. Mm-hmm. All right, I know South Point went to two and a half, and I always consider the South Point line when it's like two and a half to three. To be the sharpest book in the world, or three they, and three and a half. Yeah, because they got to get it right. Otherwise, the pros are gonna. I mean, the, the, the pros will find their way to a ten thousand limit place and get and get their ten dimes in. Especially they got some eclairs over at that the deli, dog, the dollar fifty. Yeah, the eclair. I like three it. limit, oh. but you, three limit, but you, RJ, between you and me, you can get back in line. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That was a good delivery, wasn't it? That's a good delivery. Um, Okay, so what do you? I mean, what do you think of his pick? I mean, which way would you go if you had to go? I, I, I Washington because I gave out Washington plus ten as a potential pick on an, on another radio hit, mm-hmm. but I was like, and, and so was, this is another game you're talking about a number that's long gone. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, I do think it's relevant though in this discussion because when favorites did so well, especially in these island games and in these big favorites last week, mm-hmm. I think we we're going to see some bargains, don't you think, on some of these big favorites this week potentially, especially at the recreation shops. So why w- w- explain connect the dots? What would last week have to do with this week, et cetera, et cetera? Okay, so everyone like watched and bet football, and then after the Lions shit the bed early on, all right, all we saw was just the the, the prohibitive favorites crush the underdogs. So we saw San Fran clobber Seattle mm-hmm. uh, in the middle game. We saw Dallas smash Washington. So there's a lasting impression. Mm-hmm. People remember, oh. Washington, they're terrible. Mm-hmm. And so, and then we saw the Jets, oh, they're terrible. They got killed, you know, on Friday. And so the public is not going to want to do anything but fire in against those teams this week, in my opinion, because they all watched them when they're eating their turkey. So, since uh, from 2010 to last season, there have been eight instances where a team has fired their defensive coordinator but maintained their head coach in season. Okay. And seven of those eight saw a positive. Uh, I guess regression positive in terms of their EPA. Uh, the only negative on defense. On defense, the only negative was the Eagles in 2012 when they fired Juan Castillo and went to Todd Bowles. They actually got worse. Now, does the but, head coach though take over more of a role, and the offense might suffer, and the defense gets better? Well, no, I, I don't think. Uh, real this quick, is just defensive coordinator changes. Yeah, I don't think that unless you're a defensive-minded head or, or from that side of the ball, they offensive guys can't go over to defense. I, I agree with that, but in this case, my understanding is Rivera is a defensive Rivera's guy calls and he's taking over. Now, yeah. Yes. Okay. Now that's interesting. He's calling the defense. In mm-hmm. when's the last time he called defense? When he coached the Chargers, probably. Well, we don't. Let's find. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? I don't know. Did he the first year? When is the last time this could be a boy? I don't like that at all for you, AJ. 
right? Because, I mean, it's not like, it's not like oh, let's get Belichick out coaching um, special teams or, or Harbaugh coaching. I mean. Oh, he did this with the Panthers, too. Yep. 2018, he he fired the defensive coordinator and took over play. All right, so so what what happened in those games? Now, that is that is what we want to care right, about so here. 2018 Panthers. Let's look that up. Yeah. This is good. I'm I'm going to give a little sound effect here for this. I think it's going to be good, actually. So it was December 3rd when he took did, over. Did you hear I was doing a sound effect? Yes. Oh, wait. That's the wrong one. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I think this is going to work. Let's see. Oh, I must have overwrote. I have suspense. We're go, it went dun dun. <laughs> now it's given. All right. This is such a good. This is such a good info. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So in the first games that he took over play calling duty in 2018 with Carolina, they lost 26-20. Okay, so uh, they gave up 20. What was the line in the game? They lost. They gave up 26. Oh, 26. So that certainly exceeded expectations. You got to figure. Yeah, and they gave up. Exceeded expectations of the opposing offense, meaning bad for the defense. 348 yards they, they okay. gave in that game. Uh, the next week, they gave up only 12 points. Still lost the game, 12-9. Uh-huh. And the yardage they gave up that was 346 yards. Okay. The week after that, they lost 24 to 10, and they uh-huh. allowed 430, no, 427 yards. And then. So this was Carolina. This was Carolina. And then the last week, they only allowed 14, final game of the season, they only allowed 14 points. And they gave up 294 yards. So here, to me, the only game that really matters is the first game. To me, just because it's... But I guess all of them matter to see how the, his quality in general. But AJ, that, that has to cause you pause. No. 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 You're I, having I, a guy that they're rolling... It, it, you know what it'd be like? Let's think about this. It'd be like the guy... You, you, did you ever see the movie where Clint Eastwood was an old astronaut? And yes, somehow they had like they had an obsolete. There was something up in space that only astronauts from like the seventies. Space Cowboys. It, was that the name of it? Okay, this is like that, where there's if somehow they were running defense like it was two thousand and eight or offense like it was two thousand eight. Rivera could come strutting in and say, <laughs> "Let's let's red dog them," or you know, and you know this has gotten very advanced. I mean, there's a lot of young, really bright Ivy League type coaches. Rivera didn't go to the Ivy Leagues. In fact, I don't think he was allowed visiting. <laughs> and I think this is a disaster myself. I'm, I'm looking Miami over team total. What, what? I, I think Miami might. I mean, it's going to be in the 50s and raining. All right. Well, it, so, I mean, to me, rain doesn't hurt offense. It hurts it Miami. It won't be able to track Tyree Cohen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. General rain. You weren't in the room when I said this. Okay. Miami, 0 and 7, straight up, even uh-huh. in December or later in road games outdoors. Okay, but that, that's going to be about cold. That's not going to be about rain. You don't, I mean, you don't why would we go to December? Why would we go to December if we were worried about the fi- the 50s? Isn't cold? Okay. I mean, usually when people have those stats like Jared Goff or whatever, usually it's like 35 or less they'll do, but. I don't know. I mean, the question is how – um, Mackenzie, who, who's able to do pro football reference the best? Because they have a uh, – you know how to do the stat head thing, right, Mackenzie? Yeah, for uh, yeah, for the team. Yeah, just go Miami with Tua and then just say when there's, when there's partic- precipitation. I won't be able to do it with Tua, so he might be injured, but I'll look it through those games. What do you mean he was injured? You can, you can name in- the quarterback. 
Not in the Studhead team find feature that I know of. Okay, we'll just do Miami during the two yeah. years, and we can cross-check it. All right, so we'll see. Okay. You know, I'm just in and and eliminate. Remember, if the game has cold, we're gonna want to eliminate it. So, I mean, if it's below 35, gotcha. All right, that way we can say, all right, it's just the rain. Their team total is 29 and a half. Um, Fez, are you on dialysis? Is that? <laughs> I, I, I turned 60. I'm like. <laughs> Now, let me, let me you get there was a movie once. Remember, it was Marky Mark was playing a um, like a deaf leopard type. He had a like a, a band. He had a tribute band. And then he ended up becoming rock star. Rock star yeah. yeah, I like that show. That was good. It had um, Jennifer Aniston. Yes. Uh, remember the dude was getting a blood transfusion behind like, like that old English guy? I, I pound water before the podcast, and then I drink cola when He's I'm going, here. He goes, I'm getting a little freshening up of the blood. A little oil change. Yeah. Uh, that was a good movie. Um, all right, so when you were when you were in getting medical treatment, Fez, is we found out Rivera is calling is going to call the defense— mm-hmm. That doesn't seem good to me. Rivera's... It seems good for the under. I think it's going to hurt the offense and probably help the defense a little. Why? Because uh, he, it, he's it, called like four games since like 2012. Why? Because I'll tell you why. And this is not mine. I heard this from someone else. I agreed with it. Um, he's not going to look bad. Okay. And so, so this was the Buffalo theory that the, the reason they got rid of the OC was McDermott took over the defense and he didn't want them running, being so fast paced that the exactly. numbers look bad. That, okay. I agreed with that. I was like, that's what I would do. Yes. I would, I would, I would tell my offense, slow it down, run the ball. So you're thinking, well, this is fascinating. So we're saying the, the, the pace is going to go down. That's, but the efficiency, seem- I think, goes up for Miami. I agree with that. So how do we bet that? I don't know. <laughs> Can you bet third down conversions? Uh, no, in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where are you landed? You're still on Washington your Washington plus nine and a half. All right, let's move on. Uh, your four-weight game, RJ, is the Green Bay Packers plus six hosting the Chiefs. Ugh. I got and a it, two-weight derivative on this. Okay, no one's going against me, though. No. That's smart. All right, this is, this is simple. Kansas City's not that good. All right? They're not. They were down 14-0 to the Raiders. Now, listen, I had the Raiders, so they couldn't cover the nine. Now, one little concern, Andy Reid is amazing on the road. He is the best road coach. But when you get up towards a touchdown, and this number touched seven. In fact, Monday morning, Fez, I was, there was a book I never heard of before, and, I was, and it was at seven, like minus 102. It was like a fair price. Do you remember what it was called? Um, the huddle or something, or don't, never don't know the there, you know this before your time. There used to be a TV show called called um, Huddles. Okay, never even heard of ball that. and a cheer for Huddles as you head for the old goal line. Look it up, Scott. No, th- no, Scott, nah, please okay. don't. don't. <laughs> Scott's like, very what, busy right well, now. Yeah, what could possibly be gained from that? <laughs> but anyway, um, I love it. It's <laughs> you know I would have loved to grab that seven, but you know I was looking at the screen for a while Monday morning. Boy, it seems like you can, if you got like 15 outs, it seems like you can get some good numbers during the, I mean, if you just look at the little Jags 5.45 a.m. Like, on Monday. Yeah, Pacific time. Because everyone's like, everyone that didn't open the overnight. Coast, the East Coast shops open up, and the West Coast shops are like still kind of asleep, but there's still books that are open, like South Point. Mm-hmm. And there's, it's not unusual you can see big variances in the numbers at that time. 
So Green Bay is a team that was built to trend up. I'm looking at teams with first-year starting quarterbacks, especially, and Green Bay has a lot of youth at receiver and playmaker. Yeah, Christian Watson and Jaden Reed, like both who were just guys at the beginning of the season, have turned into like quality targets for Jordan Love. Oh crap! We're gonna have to go in the wastebasket and find our, our Green Bay over seven and a half bets. We're I never th- find those. I never throw bets away. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it, it's looking good. I'm hearing the Ringer podcast. Um, had uh, two of the guys say they think Green Bay makes the playoffs yeah. this year. I think it's like 50-50. It is 50-50. It changed with the results of uh, this past weekend. Okay, so – oh, because Green Bay won on Thursday. Well, they're not making yeah, the playoffs and, if they and go 7-10, are oh, they? Oh, I'm sorry, with Monday. With the Bears beating the Vikings on Monday night, it changed, and now the Packers are 50%. Okay, so um, that's – wow, because they're like 5-7. and se- What are they, 5-7? and seven? Yeah, but if you look – Or 5-6? But if you look at the five playoff six, standings in the NFC right now – they are the, the Minnesota, eight. Yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota's the seven. And Seattle's fading like a rock, too, or sinking like a rock. <laughs> so, to me, what I know for sure is Kansas City wins more games but doesn't cover. So, this is getting to the range where Andy Reid doesn't do as well as a road favorite. Green Bay has, you know, I, in my opinion, the one structural home field advantage where that grass is slick and when you have an out-of-conference you know, that's interesting, Mackenzie. Let's go back just um, to 2012, and let's look at Green Bay home out of conference. That's all I want, what the ATS is. I like that. My thought is they're not going to be, be familiar good. with it. Um, that's the driver of this. And, and the D's playing better for Green Bay. Kelsey's looking old. This is what we got to understand. I think Kelsey's looking old. I, I mean, where do you have Kansas City right now? I have them probably overrated second. Second. Someone's got to be second. You can make Dallas second. Tied with Dallas. Hmm. Miami's fourth. Yeah. I mean, I got San Fran two points clear. Two points better than Kansas City. Where do you have the Ravens? I have the Ravens fifth. Philly sixth. Buffalo seventh. Detroit eighth. And you know what? I don't think there's much debate. I mean, I look at other people's. I'm not on an island with any of these teams. Well, this is interesting. How many games would you say in, in uh, let's say it would be, what, 10 years, 11 years? In 11 years, how many out-of-conference home games do you think Green Bay played? Well, they're playing— Just to give me a gut instinct. Yeah, I mean, if you count them out— Two, two times a little, 22. Yeah. Two okay. Yeah. I would. Well, it's 24 so far, so I, I don't know how that— var- Well, I guess now there's three. Because, added, yeah, added extremes. Yeah. But—, but Boy, I would have thought more. You know, just yeah. instinctually. I understand what you're saying, right? You're going to play two home and two away. Um, Sometimes I feel RJ asks me questions. He's like, he's he's testing, like, yeah, I was just understand. losing it. Can, I mean, he, no. can he still bring it? You know, it's like, does he know how his schedule is constructed? Count down know? from 100, odd numbers only. All right. Um, 19 and 5 straight up, though. So they had some inflated lines 12 and 12 against the spread, 19 and 5 straight up, winning by seven points a game. Mm. So, but their average line. Was six point nine, but um, small samples. These yeah. small samples are, are difficult. Yeah, but um, how, much, how many times have the Packers been a dog at home in that uh, time? That's an interesting point. I bet only when when Rogers was hurt, really. Yeah. But we can take a gander at it. You want to just look at as a dog? Three times as a dog. Okay. One time as Pickham. Okay, so three plus one. Okay, and and I'm guessing it was. Um, yep, 2017 in this year, non-Rogers years. Okay, because he hurt his collarbone or whatever that year, I think. Clavicle, I think it was. 
right, so what does anyone else think of this game? So I have a derivative on this, and I'm going back to the well with the second half under 20 and a half because Kansas City is going under every single second half this year. 11 and 0 to the second half under the Kansas City Chiefs because they only average 6.4 points scored in the second half. How many did they score last week? 20. 20. One under. 20 and a half. Wow. You know, and and I think it loses this week. Well, I actually, there's no line on this yet, but I was looking towards the fourth quarter specifically because the Chiefs are 11-0 to the under in the fourth quarter this year. And in terms of just ATS in the fourth quarter, the Chiefs are 3-8 and eight against the spread in the fourth quarter. And in the last three years combined, 17-34 and 34 in the fourth quarter. You see, to me, that's them coasting with a lead and is what that tells us. We could be opened up no, to a, a Packers backdoor. You know, yeah, you know I, think, I think they I'm, still coast with a lead. I, I, I haven't announced my one weight, and I'm going to do. I'm going to pull in a. a, a um, I'm, Go ahead. I'm going. I'm going to use this game. I like what Scott's saying, and I know Green Bay's been way better in the second half. 13.5 points scored in the second half. And so you just told me Kansas City sucks in the fourth quarter. Give me some Green Bay plus a half fourth quarter. That's if I can get it, I would. That's that would have that's been my, my bet. one weight, but it's not. I didn't, I looked online, couldn't find it. But it so will. We'll get. I it. took the we'll, under we'll that. in the second half or better. You might get. No, I, I won't get better, but I'll get plus a half. If you had your druthers, though, wouldn't you wait and bet it in game, entering the fourth only if they're in the lead? Yes, that's a real strong point because if there's you know the the chance, obviously, if it's tied or or worse yet, if Green Bay's up three going into the fourth quarter. Nine by plus a half is a terrible, terrible bet. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think, Scott, you got the numbers, and and I like that. I think it might be almost like the AJ thing where he was seeing one thing and it was the other, or at least it was could have been the other with the quality of the opposition mm-hmm. as opposed to home away. I think when Kansas City needs points, they get points. Mm. When they don't need points, they don't care. And they haven't needed them. <laughs> yeah, but they yeah. needed them this week. When they got down 14, they sure seem yeah. to have no problem generating points on every drive. Isn't it a coincidence that the game they're down 14 is when they score in the second half? Yeah, but it's the second half still went under. No, still, but I'm just saying in general. Yeah, yeah they, 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 they got 10 all their points, points in the second quarter. They scored quarter. 10 in the fourth. They got all their yes. points in the second quarter after they got down 14. Then they well, scored. but they still. No, they still scored 10 points in the fourth quarter to extend the lead, yeah. Yeah, and, and but if they were up. By 17, they don't probably score in the fourth. So I guess what I'm saying is I think Green Bay is a great— Now, odds are they're going to be winning this game, right? Even I have a pick on it, but still, when you're a six-point favorite. But to me, I think the better bet is in-game, and when Mm -hmm. they need points, they get them. When they don't, they don't. I agree with that. Makes sense. Next game. Uh, I, oh, well, I just quit. I almost. I, I almost had the Packers as well. Um, I, I just think having the home field advantage, extra rest, and the Chiefs have look ahead to Buffalo. It, it feels like it's just it's too many points in this spot. Remember Buffalo with the Hamlin situation and the fatigue that, that they went to Detroit for the game against Cleveland. It got them at the end of the year. Isn't Kansas City going over to Germany? Was it Germany or London for them? They did Germany, I believe. Yeah, which is even a bigger trip, a longer trip. And then the Kelsey stuff with with the Swifties. So he's been on three continents. That's an NFL record. 
<laughs> during the, the season because he was in Argentina. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, <laughs> I mean, and listen, he's 34 years old. He's like Gronk's age. Mm -hmm. Like Gronk and Kelsey aren't that far apart, and Gronk's retired twice. So to me, he got banged up early in the year. I think so. In general, I think Kansas City's tired, and and I think they're gonna they can they probably win the game, but I think Green Bay covers. I agree. Uh, next game is McKenzie's five weight and Scott's four weight. Oh yeah, it is on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Was that your, was that your macho man? Oh, that's my Andy Reid Kool Aid guy. Go ahead, McKenzie. This one's simple. I think the market, if you look at our power ratings, our five metric projected, or if you just look at Neflo, if you want to target, or you look at pregame EPA, it's all really roughly the same. They should be about six point favorites. How much is the Who's difference? They? Who's they? The Pronouns. Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm -hmm. How much is the difference between Jake Browning and the mix of Joe Bengal, good Joe Burrow and bad Joe Burrow? You can say that's all mangled in the power ratings. I'm going to say it's six points. It's not. Two, it's not three points. Not only is the quarterback play so much worse, the team gave up. It's a dream killer. They're not making the playoffs. It's over. It's what are we going to do next year? So that's that's my angle. I like the Jaguars. I agree with that. I mean, right now you look at where they stand in the draft, and I'm not saying that you know they're they're thinking ahead, but maybe they should. They're 15th right now. If the season ended today, where they would draft? I think it's time to start you know dropping down a couple of slots and make sure they get a top 10 pick here. I look at this. Do we really – I mean, where are we at? Players sorry, don't tank, but yeah. the organization doesn't put you in a position to succeed. But they're not – what moves are they making? Maybe you bring in a different quarterback than, okay. than Jake Browning That's be your guy. That's interesting. You know, uh, I, like and, the Jets should have. Exactly. <laughs> and for all the, uh, you know, Lou Anarumo love about, oh, well, at least the Bengals have a good defense. They don't. They're 24th in EPA, 30th in success rate. Against the Rush, 30th in EPA, 28th in success rate. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are heating up. And specifically, Trevor Lawrence is heating up. Last week, it was his best game according to EPA in yards per attempt. Two weeks ago, about time. his third best game according to EPA and yards per attempt. He's, he's like hitting his stride now. And I think that they are seeing like the way that this season could end up. There was a time last week where they were the number one seed in the AFC, but obviously other teams had to play mm -hmm. and then it kind of changed. But they're still in that race for the number one seed right now. They're the three seed at eight and three. And if you look at where uh, Trevor Lawrence does in night games, four and one straight up in ATS, Monday night favorites since 2012 of eight points or more, 21 and 12 ATS. I think the Jaguars roll here. It's their first Monday night game since 2011. The crowd is going to be hyped. The players are going to be hyped. They roll. I think you should have led with that because I thought that was excellent with the Monday night. I think the mm -hmm. whole like trying to convince me that Trevor Lawrence is like is coming on, on into his own. Eh, I, I'm 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 underwhelmed. I really think your handicap, the strength of your handicap, is that the Bengals suck and their defense is poor, and you backed it up with all those stats. And let's face it, Pittsburgh they don't get a lot of yards. Well, they got 400 against this Bengal team. So if you give a 400 to Pittsburgh, your D is hurting. You have no offense with Browning. McKenzie nailed it. Six-point downgrade in this Bengal team. And if our numbers say the spread should be five based upon year-to-date. 6.3 is what our numbers say. Then it should be 11. Then it should be 12 when, when you've got the much-despised Browning at quarterback. Um, give me a whole lot of Jacksonville teasers. There's no way they could possibly lose. What could go wrong? <laughs> All right. So... I don't like this for a couple reasons. Mm. 
one, who does Jacksonville play next week? Because they're off the Houston game, right? Which is right. a big. All right, so not not as big. Um, the reason the Monday night stat I like that or trend, and I think it's it's correct in that it's meaningful. It's like the playoffs. Why do bigger favorites do well in the playoffs? Because they're not gonna be they're not gonna be lackadaisical. They're not gonna underperform or they're not gonna under try. The effort's gonna be there. Well, Monday Night Football, the effort's going to be there. So a big favor isn't going to, you know, typically. Especially when this is their first Monday Night game since yeah. 2011. That's a great point. So. I agree with that. Um, I'm very concerned about Jacksonville at home versus away. It's two years now that Trevor Lawrence and the offense do better on the road. That's a great point. So that concerns me a little bit. But, you know, now I think about it. Was it Monday night? They're going to have fans in the stands. It feel, Here's the thing I've been doing lately. I've been thinking, can who's betting this team? And if no one's betting them, I'm thinking it can't be value going against them. It might not be good to bet on them, but how can you think no one's betting them I'm going to, you know, fade them. I'm, I'm going to join everyone else. <laughs> well, no one's going to bet I, the Bengals. That's for sure. That's what I'm saying. So, I, go ahead. That was the, my thought process when I took Washington this week. Yeah. And, and I think, in, now, again, I think it doesn't mean you always got to play that sneaky team. Yeah. But it means you don't want to necessarily be laying the lumber. Yep. I mean, let's think about it, Fez. And again, you've had you're second in the freaking millions. I mean, you're doing an amazing job, you know, on the good Saturday when you really get, put those picks in. But you, but but you were talking about Devito like he was like a type of venereal disease. You would say his name, and it's like there was no value going against him the last two weeks. Well, you know, it's it's an interesting analysis because Devito was horrendous. Yeah, and still just horrendous. And so it was nothing to do with Devito. No, but but it was but you were betting because you thought Devito would be bad. If he wasn't so bad that he tanked the team, then that means that he overperformed. He didn't overperform. Well, who did? The defense overperformed. Okay. And it doesn't that happen sometimes when a, when one guy's so bad, the other t- all I'm saying is well, doesn't happen when you game, play Mac though. Jones. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. The defense overperforms when you play Mac Jones. If, if you let me ask you this: If you said every week I want to find a team that looks the worst, would you rather bet on them or against them over the course of a season? If you had to do now, it this blind? is interesting because this is an easy question. Mm-hmm. If it's 1995 or 2008, I want to bet on them. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm not sure anymore. Because the market is like, it, it, there's been a fundamental shift. These dog shit teams like Carolina get support. But I tell you, I don't this, know who's betting them. Somebody is. But I I agree with you. But I think there's one caveat, which is when everyone is thinking this is horrible, like Arizona in the preseason, like before the season start, it was like under four point three. Under it got to like three point seven. Right, cash. Yeah. <laughs> well, is it? I mean, maybe yeah, they're gonna win three. Well, it, well, I, I mean, you're acting like like you got the almanac or whatever. So, what they got two wins right yeah. now? Okay, you know it's funny. Chicago last year was the same thing. Arizona has overperformed massively, and but they haven't with wins, right? Chicago last year mm-hmm. overperformed, but they were the number one pick. That is, in, it's like ATS. These teams do okay. That'd be interesting. The number one pick you would think would be bad at ATS. But I think last year, I wonder what Chicago was last year. They had to have at least seven or eight covers. That's a good I question. I think seven, maybe. I'm guessing. But anyway, 
wouldn't you agree when everyone's saying, ooh, I can't bet that, those games do okay? Sure. I mean, just pure market efficiency has to – if nobody's betting Team A, Team B's point spread has to get inflated. Yeah. yeah. And, and so – Sure. That, you know, that causes me concern. And, and I would say this with Cincinnati is if you, if you look at the um, ATS record of the coaches – is when Cincinnati was bad and they were big underdogs a lot. Um, God, I'm, I'm having a lot of mental blocks tonight. Is uh, Cincinnati's coach? The, the, Zach Taylor. Yeah, Taylor. Oh, I thought you were talking about the defensive coordinator again. Yeah, well, Big Lou. Big Lou. You've got a uh, shortcut for him, I forgot. Exactly. Is A lot of people say Big Lou, yeah. right? Um <laughs> well, it's like, you know, I couldn't say Ross. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. I was going to say, I said Big Ben for a long time, uh-huh. right? But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the one I couldn't say for the life of me is is the safety named Troy P. Palomalu? Yeah, I never, I, I don't think I've ever even tried that one on air. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, I think, oh, if you look at Taylor, when he was a big underdog, he was horrible with Cin- with his time at Cincy. So this feels like almost going back in time. Like you got a bad remember they had the number 1 pick before they had Burrow, right? And they lost a lot of games as a bigger underdog. I don't really love them in that spot. Another reason I probably do end up leaning in Jacksonville. And one last thing, Peterson um you know the coach for Jacksonville when he wins two straight or more he keeps it rolling. Mm-hmm. I've been really looking. There's certain teams, they win two in a row, they get a little lax. Streaky. Yeah. Some are streaky, some aren't. Yeah. Like Tomlin, he wins two in a row, bet against him. Yeah. That right? Makes sense. If he loses one, bet on him. Bet on him. So, I mean, Peterson is a front, I don't want to call him a front runner, but they do better when they're, when they're yeah. rolling, and they're rolling right now. So, I would lean Jacksonville. I, I lean to the under here. I may actually like the under. Uh, I, What's the total? Who's the team? 38. And who's the teams again? Jacksonville and Cincinnati. All right. Uh, we talked about the, the home road splits for Lawrence and how the offense just underperforms at home. Obviously, Jake Browning is, just stinks. Uh, Monday night unders keep hitting basically every week. And then totals of 38 or less, 33 and 11 over the last five years. Now, actually, take a gander at that, but go down to 37. I heard a stat on 37. It's like only five it, contrary ones, but but you're right. Is when it's going so low that it gets there's that a reason low, for it. Yeah, there's a reason for and, it. And the bookmaker is constrained because for whatever reason he doesn't want to put a total lower than 36. Typically, why is that? Um, because that's just like the range. It's kind of like mm-hmm. the, it's like that the lowest possible total we can deal is 36. And now again, 33, then it gets into the whole next strata and 33 becomes. Yeah. And so now we're finally seeing 33s and 34s popping up. And we saw that with college football this year, frankly. I mean, AJ is the expert, but more so than any year in college football. We saw Iowa totals yeah. that 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 went Historic. into the twenties historically and they, low, and they're still, they all go under. They're still great to the under, yeah. And but, Army, and you know what, and 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 RJ Army Navy's coming up. Take a guess, what's the Army Navy total? Now keep in mind, twenty six. It's twenty nine and a half. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's a good guess because you knew the Iowa total was twenty six. Yeah. Oh, the game. maybe that's like, what I was remembering. Right, right. But 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 that Army Navy total that was like in the low fifties, yep. you know. And it, it and then it it, it was forty eight, forty five, forty two, and every game goes under, and it's progressed through the thirties, and now we're in the twenties. So unders on Sundays and Monday nights this season twenty three and three. Now why not Thursday? 
Because it's not as good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what, yeah, yeah. But 15 straight Sunday and Monday Night Unders. So, Fez, are you seeing are you seeing the, the number be affected on these games? No. Because to me, no. these trends don't hurt us at all. They're only positive to go under unless the market starts yeah, lowering market, the number. market is just treating them like any other game. Um, Mackenzie, do the same thing, but let's go 37. Exactly 37. Like, look at that Bears-Vikings game. That total was like 43. Didn't budge on 43. Like, all the way up to kickoff. 40. Check this out, Fez. Totals of 37 or less. 2023, 2 and 18. Two so overs, 18 unders, two pushes. Yeah. Eight and 18 the year before. Eight overs, 18 unders. Zero and six the year before, six unders. Zero and two the year before. Two and 10 the year before. Zero and two the year before. Zero and four. The year before Atlanta, so we go to Jets. 2017 on. Uh, put that together now. Atlanta Jets under this week, 34. Okay, so if we look at 2017 on, 37 or less on the total, 12 and 60, 12 overs, what? 60. Yeah, almost six points a game to the under, less than 17 percent. Do me a favor, Mackenzie. Break down the actual total. So just add total to this. I want to see if 37 is the right break point. Um, so, yeah, 37 is 4 and 14. Do me a favor. Go up to 38 and do the same thing. I want to see what 37 and a half is. Okay. Um, 38 is slightly under. 37 and a half is slightly under, but it starts at 37. So we have Carolina and Tampa is 37, and then Falcons, Jets is 34. Now, this is coincidental, but maybe not. Oh, actually, stack ranked that in the query. All right, I want to see. Okay. Okay, so the lowest totals do. Yeah, okay. So the lowest totals from 30, below 35 are actually 0 and 8. You know, 0, mm -hmm. 0, 0 over. Okay. Boy, this is strong, isn't it? Very strong. Then you add in the prime time. And think about all the props you can be betting, too, when you're like, no score for six minutes. So, uh, so, are, we waiting, under so are we waiting to see if this 38 becomes a 37 or 37 and a half? Or see, if we can get a 37? I, don't see, I just I don't played see, under 38. The, then if it goes to 37, cool. I've, yeah. already, I've got 38. Okay. Like I'd still rather have 38. Well, it, it matters if you're playing it for the system. Or, but I it, like taking one bite out of the apple. So it's, let's say it's 37 everywhere. So mm -hmm. you, maybe you have a minus 105 shot. So you played the under 37, you take a bite. And then you're like, okay. That way if it drops to 36, you don't feel like a dumbo. Like, oh, I didn't get my 37. It's such, such an important number. But if you see it leak up to 37 half, then you can take a couple more bites. Yes. Okay, so um, the thing I don't like about the idea of th hoping thirty-eight becomes thirty-seven oh, is by definition. Yeah, is yeah, by definition, you, you know, you're getting the worst number. Maybe thirty. Yeah, maybe like. But 30, I'm trying to get yeah. to qualify for this. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'd love to have under thirty-eight and then see it drop to thirty-seven. There you go. Fine. Yes. Uh, that's like those trend players that say if it goes up from minus six to minus seven, then I'm going to make a really big bet minus seven. And you know something? There's actually a couple of good data sets out there of opening lines, midweek lines, going back at least ten years. I'd like to check and, and integrate into this, okay, what happens in these games when it starts below 37 and stays below versus starts outside of yeah. it and goes down? Because I, my gut feel, I mean, when it's six and, you know, when it is what it is here, it's going to be hard to have much record 
in any split, right, that goes yeah. over. And I don't think these 35 totals had, had big, other than weather, had big swings throughout the week. And there's, there's, like, not a lot of room for wiggle there. Now, one last thing for those that like databases or databases. I think we're doing something wrong here, and this is what it is. A 37 total four years ago meant something very different than it means today. What I tend to do when I'm going over different seasons is I take the league average total and say what the delta is, what the difference is. So between, you say if you're six, if a total is six yeah, points below the league average, exactly. how do the totals do? Exactly. Yeah. And I don't think the record would be as good, but I think this is a happenstance because when there's only two one year and there's I 20 agree. the other years, it's a fundamentally different the, proposition. The extreme example, if you did some NBA querying, can you imagine, like, like, oh, let me query every game below 210, like you do this this year. So all these low totals, well, those were high totals back in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, back in the 90s, the 80s were higher. Yeah. That's right. Can I add something to this? Yes. We're just looking at the total here. But in theory, do we say, like, oh, take the dogs in low total games? So how do the underdogs do? Yeah, that's a good idea to do that. I, I, I want to see how the teasers do, especially. I, I, I think the yeah. teasers do well, but I don't think – I mean, I'm, I could be wrong. But I don't think the underdogs do nearly as well as you think they will. Well, the underdogs on a teaser then would be great. All right. So um, all right, so the dogs are 42 and 33. Oh, they are really good. Right? And uh, and do me a favor, Mackenzie. Um, let's look at only the unders, and let's see how the dogs do when it actually goes under. Oh. Okay. So, see, now this is fascinating. They're 25 and 24 when it goes under. So there's not a correlation, but but it is 0. 0.78. Yeah. Look at the plus six teaser. 40 yeah. and 10. Yeah, when it goes under for sure. Yeah, yeah. So take good good job. Take away the under. It's and a I just, sacrilegious yeah? correlated teaser. You play the total. You play the dog and the under. 58 and 18. So it's 58 and 18 blind. Doesn't matter what numbers you're going through. Six-point teaser. Mm. So that's pretty strong, huh? Yeah. Okay. But again, I do think that we going against the league average is probably, when I dig into this deeper, is what we should do. But Jacksonville's going to kill Cincinnati, so that's the exception. I'm just thinking Jets and the under as a, t- as a t- Yeah, I, I can see that. Next game. Chargers at the Patriots. Chargers minus five and a half in the contest. Fez, this is your three-weight. RJ has a one, and I have a total in this First, game. let's pose a question. If he redraft, would you take Herbert? Or Mac Jones? I got to do some research. Okay. Go ahead, Pat. All right. So I'm on the underdog, the New England Patriots plus five and a half. I get it. They have horrendous quarterback play. I think it's going to be Zappy. I'm not even sure who's going to start. Zappy, t- Mac Jones took zero snaps at practice today. Okay. Um, I do think they're both horrendous, and Zappy is slightly better. If nothing else, his teammates will, will try harder. Mm-hmm. But it, they've had bad quarterback play all year long. If you look at it from a pure yard, yards per play, I know I'm a dinosaur. New England is better than the Chargers. New England is minus 0.2 yards per play, and the Chargers are minus 0.4. So think about this. you got a team that from just a pure yardage numbers is better. They're home, and they're catching five and a half. There has to be like some beyond um, other factors going on, injuries, quarterback changes, et cetera, to justify a, a road team being favored by this much. And I don't see it. The Chargers, I can argue they're the team that just had the dream crusher. They know they're going nowhere. They know their coach is dead man walking. I am on the Patriots plus the five and a half. I am too, just with a one way. And my thinking, what was you what did you have on this one? I have a two way. Go ahead. A, a two eight on the on the under. Okay. Um finishing on the side. 
it was another game that the Patriots should have won. They're not a good team, but they're not this bad. They threw a stupid 78-yard pick six in the first end of the first half. That, that was a 10-point swing. They're missing a 35-yard field goal to go. And to they over. still were heading to overtime. They're 80% to go overtime. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's more than 80% from 35 yards, isn't it? That's an extra point. There's a little weather. Uh, okay. Yeah. You're probably right still. So, but but here's the thing is Belichick is not tanking. Odds are, I think, better than 50%. He won't be there next year. I mean, right now, if I had an even money bet, I don't think Belichick is the And coach. he's counting wins. He wants to have he the wants new win wins. record, right? And he never... Remember, <laughs> when the Gi- they went to play the Giants in a meaningless game at the end of the, you know, uh, the undefeated season. Now, it wasn't meaningless for the undefeated, but, I mean, Belichick tries in the, in the preseason. Right, so I mean, he's a Parcells guy, and Parcells was the best preseason coach ever, really. Um, remember Philly? I know Philly were starting to think, oh, they're not that great, but they're a top five team for sure. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. I mean, Philly went in, and what were they? What were they like? Three? That was the opening game, right? They were three and a half in that game, weren't they? If I remember right. So it's like, wait a minute, yeah, Philly yeah, comes they were in, laying five, went down to three and a half, one by five. Okay, so yeah, they come in yeah. lane three and a half, and now the Chargers are lane th- how many? Five and a half. Five and a half? No, no. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, the, my first thought was the Chargers are now one of those teams where I see, oh, you're laying more than a field goal on the road. I don't even care who's on the other side. You're unbettable to me. I think the Chargers are unbettable at this number. Uh, to me, though, I, I have no interest in back in New England right now either. I, it's, I don't know how to explain it. I'm scared. scared. But This ties in with RJ's when no one wants to bet a yeah. team. Yeah. That, this is the time to bet them. But the stats will Fo- say so. Foxborough on Sunday, forecast of rain, high of 50 degrees. Beach kids. The, exactly. An indoor team. Who beats kids? Beach kids. Oh, okay. Yes. I, I, well, never mind. I, I haven't heard that Brandon Staley does, but if it gets him fired. Well, he's a kid himself. <laughs> but for two teams that can't or won't, run the ball, where are the points coming from? If you add up the last two weeks of games for both these teams, you take the total points scored the last two weeks for the Chargers and the last two weeks for the Patriots, it's 43 points. That's in... Yeah. Full disclosure, I gave this out to my client. I hope this isn't another fine. Um, I gave out the under um, about eight hours ago. Okay, cool. Yeah, I agree with AJ. No, remember the the there has been no fines yet, but the fine would be if you bragged about the number. I got under forty one and a half. So there's, there's the fine. 42. There's the fine. Yeah. All right. But Keenan Allen was a DNP. And, and just, just to be clear, is when you say, "Oh, I got this number. I gave it out this number." Well, the rule at pregame.com is you have to give out at a number that a majority of the people are going to be able to get, and in the long run, everyone should be able to get a better record if they have three outs than the record you promote. And that's the yes. reason, you know, so, but go ahead. Yeah, Keenan Allen didn't practice today. He's got a quad injury. I don't imagine he's going to be super effective in the rain dealing with a, a leg injury. He's their entire anyway. offense. Exactly. I, I trust that Belichick is going to game plan to to take away Austin Eckler. And if, he, if he's taken away, there, there's not another option. Like, if, if Allen's limited and Belichick game plans out Eckler – there's no points scored in this game. So it, uh, 40 and a half just feels like a mountain to climb for these two teams right now. Okay, so to wrap then, we have a one-weight New England me. Fez, you had a two-weight on it, New England? I, I had a three-weight. Three-weight New England. AJ? Had the under. Under. Like Kevin Hart. <laughs> New England. <laughs> AJ is getting a little, his blood freshened up because Fez is off the machine. Scott, what's the next game? 
We're going to go with the Steelers, five-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Arizona Cardinals, Ooh. and it's a three-weight crossfire as I have the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ooh. and AJ is going with the Arizona Cardinals. So the straight-out-of-Vegas AM partners yes. are buttonheads. Absolutely. All right, go. I, I think you're going to be on my side here. Uh-huh. What a performance last week. In the first game since firing Matt Canada, they the Steelers bounce back over 400 yards of offense for the first time in their history. No, in their history, <laughs> I'm joking, but you know it's been it's been a long time. But now, I think is that, it a Jets fan making fun <laughs> of the Steelers? Could that be? But I think now is the time where they play with confidence, especially against a Cardinals defense that is 32nd in pressure rate. 32nd in opponents first down allowed, 31st in EPA per play, 32nd in opponents success rate. Three wins, RJ. A, <laughs> yeah. They're on a nine-game road losing streak. The Steelers, meanwhile, have covered four of their last five home games. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers' defense has allowed 20 points or fewer in seven straight games. Mika back. Mika, Mika back. back. <laughs> I think the Steelers team is seeing their eyes are on the playoffs. The Matt Canada monkey is off their backs, and now they're playing free and loose. I think this is a good time to buy in on the Pittsburgh Steelers. They threw over the middle to their tight end. which Fairmouth. They, yeah, we're not throwing over the middle. Mm-hmm. We so want to bet that dude over every time. Opening up the field. Um, I'm feeling good about Pittsburgh. Now, they're starting to get expensive. You know, my lean, my first thought on this game was Arizona. But that's yours, AJ. So that is my you side. Think. Yeah, I, I still feel okay fading the Steelers team, who I'm convinced is the luckiest team ever. And I get it, what you're saying about Matt Canada. Like, they, they did look better. But do I think that should take them from minus three on the look ahead to minus five and a half? No, I, I, I don't. They still well, only scored one touchdown in the game. But... You you realize that like that, that those four point plays when it's fourth or a third and four from the four, there's a lot of luck in those. I mean, in the long run, if you just look at the correlation year to year, uh, you do as well as your offense does in the red zone typically, but not much better and worse or that. You know, it's not like this team's really good in the red zone. It might look like that, but it often I, isn't. I bumped. Pittsburgh up one point from for the performance last week where you know they dominated the stats. And, I think that's the minimum you could have. And I lowered Arizona two points where they got oh. absolutely they oh if you if you watch that game you're like this AJ did you I, see I te- that game? I texted AJ I texted AJ so McKenzie during the game the, I was like I think they're worse than the Panthers. Make the case so what, so so the Rams absolutely shredded mm-hmm. just shredded that Arizona defense mm-hmm. it was it was like watching. You know, uh, a complete and utter mismatch. A Rams team that has been inconsistent this year on offense, and they absolutely just the entire game, just every drive, lit this Arizona defense up. Okay, so let's just take a look here. Let's say it's week 10 or later, right? So it's the second half of the season, clearly. Last week, you lost the game by 21 or more, Mm -hmm. and your win percentage is under 40% on the year. Bet right. on. I like that team. All right, well, we'll see. But, I mean, this is exactly yeah. what you're describing with Arizona, right? Yes. So, from 2012 – all right, so if we look going way back, it's a, uh, 53.5% with, like, 400-plus games. And I just made that up right now. Now, this is intra- – meaning the, the, these criteria. But this is interesting. 2012 on, it's uh, up three-quarters of a point. But it's about a coin flip on the ATS. But again, in the long run, if you're at .73, you're going to do all right. 
What you think, say? Let me think about that. And what's the margin? Uh, or what's the point spread? Just the average point spread is uh, plus 5.4. This is just every dog? This would be every any team. We didn't even say a dog. Every team oh. that lost by 21 or more. Actually, add in that they have to be a three-point yeah. dog or more. There you go. All right. Okay. So that one is 51 and 51. <laughs> but since 2012, right? Um, but they're up half a point a game. Right. And the under is quite strong. That's interesting. Um, go under 30 percent. Yeah. Let's see how that does. I think we're going to get back. Go better. right? Oh, 31 <laughs> and 31. All righty. So that's as inconclusive. Well, but but it, I mean, it is in the modern year. And this is one of those changes. Yeah. Right. Because let's look at the same one back from the start. Because um, I think it, back to like 1991, it will do well. Okay, yeah, 1991. Well, this one's 53.2 percent. Yeah. You know, so, um, what about just in the last like five years or in the last? Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, let's see. We'll take a look at 18 on. It goes back to these teams were getting a lot more points in 1995 yeah. than they are now. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's also the 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 public isn't so fanatical about betting against teams like this, like you said, unless it's extreme cases. But in general, do one good job on this, Mackenzie. One more thing is have it where the last two weeks they've scored a total of less than 24 points. So, uh, t- you know, prior priors points plus priors points um, is less than or equal to 24, let's say. Uh, so this is what you were explaining, right? How these two teams were like so bad that they didn't even make the total over the last two yeah. weeks. I'm going to make a, a bet here that those teams – Okay, now that's fascinating. There's only 17 games that met that criteria. Wow. Um, no, no, but I'm saying lose all the other conditions, right? Um, you, Yeah, don't even go week 10 or late. That's probably true. Okay. All right, so in this case, those teams are uh, <laughs> up 0.99 points per game, but actually just around 50%. That's interesting. So they did ba- – um, have the other team – Well, they're a lot more than 50% because it's a big sample. They're 52.7%. Oh, no, but I was looking at – I was thinking they would go over. Oh, never mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. But actually put in the opponents here and put in the exact same criteria. So last two games they scored. So both teams in this case – No, I, that was – when I was talking about that, I was talking about the Chargers game. The, mm-hmm. the, uh, exactly. Oh, okay. But you you were making the case that because the Chargers and the Patriots have scored so little the last two yeah, weeks, yeah, yeah. you like the under. And I'm saying, um, at mid, you know, we'll see here, and uh, let's see how it is. So 24 points or less. Okay, there we go. Less than or equal. To- <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, oh, well, no, so this one actually went. This is fascinating. Oh yeah, it's 111, 111. Yeah, it is. But this one's actually going under pretty significantly here. Yeah. Well, so it will be, be 100. 50, be, yeah, it's 50-50. Like there's a winner and a loser in all these games. So oh, both the yeah. teams meet the same criteria. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. What? But they're yeah. playing each other, right? Yeah. So yeah. they're querying. So for the ATS, so for the ATS, it's not like it's not wild that it's oh, 50-50. Okay. It has to be. Okay, it's both being shown. Okay, so just make one of them home or whatever or a favor, however you want to do. It. Yeah. Okay. But still, it just doubled. It, all it did was double the total. Yeah. So. yeah. Okay. So this is interesting. Yeah. Like this one surprises me. But but look, this is thirty years, and there's only a hundred games, right? So three games a year. So do me a favor, because um, this is what I found, Fez. When there's extremes that get crazy, actually that direction works. Yeah. Do uh, Iowa. Do 28. Under. Do 28 on both of these. 
And I, I think there's going to be a place where it's like way low scoring that it's going to do quite well. Um, yeah, we're getting back to 50. That's interesting. But it's 1.39 points over. That's interesting. That's more than you would think just because the overs can go over more. Yeah. Okay. So at minimum, though, I think unless it's super extreme, I think it's hard that, that to make that the case why you want to continue on that same road. That's fair. All right. Uh, question. Um, Arizona, they reside in the desert. And yeah. I know they just had a road game in Houston in a dome. So here comes their first weather game. Is that a factor? I mean, it's 50 degrees. And but, is it, but isn't it? So this game is where? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. It's in Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, Six in rain. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Is the weather bad enough, you think? I thought it was going to be like 50. I think it makes yeah. it big. If it's raining and it's 55 and it's, with a 52% chance of precipitation. If it's raining and it's in the low 50s, that's, I think, the, the Pittsburgh, be Pittsburgh will be games. like, gimme, gimme, gimme. And Arizona's going to be like, you know. And look at the running stats. I mean, Pittsburgh kind of had a little bit of a commitment getting back to Najee Harris last week, right? Where he had 99 yards rushing. They carried the, they had thir- 33 carries for 153 yards against the Bengals. And as I mentioned, those Cardinals are absolutely terrible on defense, Wait, especially I'm, against the run. I'm sorry, I could be completely wrong. Where who James Conner play for in college? Ooh. Running back? Pitt. You, yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, so so the re- triggered Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So if there was like one player I might look to play favorably on, it would be James Conner because he's a homecoming. He's come back to his home city and it seems like those do very well. Yeah, remember he started too. with the Steelers. Yeah. Okay. So former former team and former city. So you would expect we're going to get his his A game. So you think that's they're going to try to feed him, or do you? Oh think? yeah, I think it's natural. I think everybody does like right, that. Like, I remember like that. they did that with um, Kansas City when he went when they went back to New Jersey and mm-hmm. they gave they gave the ball to Pacheco. Pacheco. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Um, huh. And Swift's uh, remember DeAndre Swift didn't play. He didn't carry the ball a lot in his first game for the Eagles this year, and it was very surprising. They were on the road, but then week two. Remember, he's from Philly. That was their first home game, and he exploded in that game. All right, let's set up the next one. Real quick, though, Mackenzie, did did you get the info on um, Miami in the rain? Uh, I didn't go through the games to see if two was playing, but when it's not 40 degrees or colder, 14 and 14 straight up on the road, Dolphins during the two air. Okay, so that would be probably losing ATS, right? I would think so. Okay, but they didn't have the ATS reason. No. I, I think you can actually, if I'm not mistaken, I think you can actually make the sort criteria ATS, and it will for, it will inject it in there. Let me try that. Yeah, try that. But it is going to be raining in Washington, I believe. It is. Yeah, but that's what we yeah. were looking at. Yeah, so, we're if, so if, if it that, was cold and rain. So that actually looks... Well, no, it was fit. What we're saying is if it got too cold, I thought, okay, that's going to be yeah, more yeah. about the cold. But this actually looks good for your point that, that they struggle in the rain. Yeah. So, um, go ahead. Uh, Kyler Murray has a road dog, 14 and four ATS, average cover margin of eight and a half points per game. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, it feels like Pittsburgh's a little expensive here. I, I just feel like me. if the Bengals had. A, a, a serviceable, decent quarterback in that game. Okay, they win that game. No, they I guess still the Steelers. Lose. They still lose. Dude, they, you they, think, got, they rushed think, the ball for twenty five? You yards. think Cleveland dominated when they were a lot? They were probably forty eight percent to win that game against Pittsburgh. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now let me ask you this: In hindsight, because that bet wasn't that long ago, you don't like that bet. I absolutely do. So you think what we've seen from Pittsburgh since what we've seen from Cleveland since? You're thinking Cleveland clearly is better than Pittsburgh. Cleveland with Dorian Thompson Robinson and a healthy, healthy Miles Garrett is better than Pittsburgh. No. Okay. I, I totally nope. disagree. Nope. Okay. Nope. 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 
Well, but that's why we gamble. I like it. Uh, like, maybe they'll answer, play in the playoffs. Answer me this, Fez. Answer me this. How big of a gap is there between Dorian Thompson-Robinson and Kenny Pickett? I don't know. Two, two and a half points? That's insanity. What do you mean? You think Kenny Pickett's two and a half points better than any quarterback in the NFL? Yeah. Well, if he's, I, the, I disagree the, completely with that. Well, I, is he better than, than DeVito? That might be the one. Um, I'll give you the numbers one second. Here, hold on. Pickett. Pickett is not good. He's a minus two. And DTR is a minus four, two point difference. Wow, that was pretty on yeah. what I said. I, I disagree yeah. with that. No, but but there's no, there's the beauty of it is that's why we bet. Yeah. Like anyone that sits down to a, a, a hold'em game against each other thinks they're better than the person at the table. Well, the other person thinks yeah. they're better than yep. you. That's what makes the gambling. Um, all right. So next game, uh, we so had. Let's repeat then. So Scott, you had what weight on what? We both have three weights. I'm three on Pittsburgh. AJ's three on Arizona. Oh, I hate incestual like fighting, like like S O V A M. Wait till this. Wait till this show's over. crime. Yeah, there's more coming. Uh, RJ, your two weight. Tampa Bay minus five and a half hosting the Panthers. Okay. The thing I hate about the NFL these days is when you have a team like Chicago that I think was underrated, clearly underrated. It takes like one game and everyone Word is out, pal. everyone catches up, it seems like. I think Tampa is in the spot where they're one game away, a good performance of like, you know, they're not so bad. Right? Their record hasn't been good. Four and seven. Are you cracking a save over there? He's got your peanut. What do you got going on? Peanuts? I'm opening a wrap. Like you literally put no, it by the microphone. I was trying to keep no, it away. I mean, no, no eating on our time. No E A T I N G. No, I opened Coca Cola's into the mic. You were opening one of these. Like it got a little loud. I agree. <laughs> but but again, I'm I'm saying I'm hearing it. Like you know, all I'm saying is you probably ate enough today. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just predicting. Okay, Slim. <laughs> when you drive through McDonald's. You're not going to have a nutritional deficit when you go to bed tonight. When you drive through McDonald's, you always order with no pickles and no salt on the fries because that way you get fresh fries and you get freshly made sandwich. Not yeah, but then you got to order lamp. salt on the side. Exactly. Then. you got to have salt. Yeah. By, by the way, the Dolphins in these conditions, also 14 and 14 ATS. Okay, you know, I was thinking about that. Good job getting that. But it doesn't matter what their ATS record is because maybe their defense was affected too. I want to know how many points they scored. Let's see. Let's look at that. All right, continue. Uh, oh, did you have anything else to open? Nope, done opening. Do you have a can opener or anything? Nope, I'm good. <laughs> Tampa's one game away, RJ. Talk to us. Yes. So I think Tampa is in a situation where – I would make the case that Baker Mayfield's played exceeded expectations this year. Uh, and I don't even think it's debatable. I think he um, – where's he at on our uh, consolidated split? Let's see. He's in mid-20s. Now he's 19th. Now that's – I mean, he's slightly <laughs> below average. You got him 13th. Yeah, well, you know, hey, I mean— It's been it's, a lot of attrition. Yeah, but but my my point being, I think the ta- they're coaching for their jobs. This staff is coaching for their jobs— because they could easily get fired. The defense, I mean, you think of that Buffalo game. They didn't really, I mean, Buffalo, it was a, It was a. Um, what was that, a Thursday night game, right? That's was the it? game they got down 24-10, and they got the, they got the octopus to screw us at the end. Yeah, we, we had under 17 and a half, yeah. yeah. Is, and they go for two, yeah. yeah, yeah. But either way, that, that was a game that, yeah, was Tampa going to win? Yeah, they had the ball late, and there was the Hail Mary. They almost, they almost did. But it just feels like a team like Buffalo, who at the time was playing top five in the NFL, 
and then you look at their games after that, you know, maybe pop their games up. What, why you doing? What are you, how, what are you hearing about Baker and his health? Because his he's, ankle got all banged Todd Bowles up. Todd says he's going to play, but he went through a walkthrough. But Todd Bowles says he's going to play with the ankle injury. Because he didn't look good at the end of the game last week. Mm-hmm. See, I wonder how much of that was. He took a massive hit, and he sat out for, like, two plays, if I'm not mistaken. His ankle was screwed up. He was, like, limping around. Now, here's the question. Baker's tough, but yeah. he doesn't play that well no, when he's hurt. Yeah. he's he, Didn't he have that shoulder issue? Oh, my God. Yeah, it it that, cost that, that him tens of millions. millions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like he plays through injuries when he shouldn't. Yes. I mean, he would have gotten signed by Cleveland if he would have sat out the rest of that yes. year. So I, I make this game seven. So I that's the only side I would go with is your side here with Tampa. Um, other than the Baker possible injury and the dead cat bounce from the um, the coaching fire, the coaching there, fire. There's also four. Well, I want to talk about that. Yeah. Four defensive players for the Bucks oh. that are are in. Levante David's not going to play. Uh, Jamel Dean's not going to play. Like they, they, these are like they've got four four starters DNP'd today at practice. And Carolina's got people getting coming back right yes. on defense. The um, if you look at these games, they lost by seven to the Colts. Uh, they lost only by 13. They, pronouns. Yeah. The Bucks. well, to some degree, when, yeah, fair enough. The Bucks, um only lost to thir- by 13. So get a chance. Yeah, that's so. a good point. Only lost by 13 against the 49ers. And again, they covered the later number there. Um, as we continue down here, uh, was it 37-39 against the Texans? Now, you think about that. That, that if I recall, you know, the Texans were looking ahead a little bit. But, I mean, that was a – I guess what I'm saying is Carolina can't play that game. Carolina doesn't – isn't able to play that. Carolina I, is not scoring 24 points Yeah, I think Tampa anybody. is – is is clear. where do you got them in the ratings? I mean, I would put them somewhere between 22 and 25. Yeah, I'm sure they're there. Uh, 23rd. Yeah. And, and, and I think and I think if you look at the Carolina, they're either the worst or the you – know, Tied part, for last. Yeah, tied for last. To me, that's worth something, and you've got a motivated Tampa team. That's the key here. They're clear. Would you take Giants, Carolina, on a neutral? I'd take Giants for sure because yeah. they have great coaching, which segues yeah. this whole bouncing with with Frank Reich was liked, and if you actually look at his statement after he left, it was one of the classiest things I've ever seen. He was talking about how one of the, his great joys of this job was getting to know uh, Mr. Te- uh, you know David Tepper, the the owner, the guy who he fired just him. fired him. And then he was talking about how this is a meritocracy and you better perform, and we didn't. And he just wishes that they would have done a little better because he thought the next stage was going to be good. It was like as classy as you're going to get. Boy, I know in my corporate America, I've had to fire people, and I know they none of them ever came out with public statements talking mm. praising me. So so to me so to me. I think it's a situation where he wasn't hated, so it's not going to be like the McDaniel situation where, oh, my God, the witch is dead. And I also think it was the strangest staff I've ever seen. They had Caldwell, a longtime head coach, two teams, was just a special assistant Mm -hmm. walking around waiting to take over effectively. Because Tepper figures, I can spend all this money. There's no salary cap. I'll just hire two staffs. Mm -hmm. And now the new people are moving in. I don't know if the players like them. I mean, what I'm saying is maybe they do, but do they like them better than Reich? So this whole idea of excited at the change, I don't know. It's almost like imagine at corporate America, Fez, that you there was these guys from McKenzie there like writing stuff down all the time, and then finally at the end you get the report and you get fired, and that guy takes your job. 
right? I mean, if you're a secretary or someone out there, you know, that, that's a subordinate to that person, you're wondering what happened to my boss that I liked. So let's assume you weren't the boss in this case. And, <laughs> and I just think it's a big mess that we don't know how they're going to react. And, and I we think, don't know. And it's to true. think it's going to be a, a dead cat bounce or whatever, I don't think that we can assume that. And the bottom line is we know they can't score. They can't score against anybody. And Bryce Young is five foot five. I mean, maybe I'll just end. And there's so many questions about now who made the draft choice and the owner having to come out and say, oh, like I told you at the beginning of the podcast, he said that his the plan was to move up to number two and draft C.J. Stroud. So I don't understand that once they moved up to number one, why they wouldn't just take C.J. Stroud. It doesn't make sense. Uh, Panthers history with the Bucks. One in five ATS in their last six games, two and seven ATS in their last nine games. They have not won or covered in Tampa Bay since 2017. Survivor. Well, Tom Brady, a lot of those for games. Those, eh? For those still alive, whatever you do, don't take the Chargers. Send me the bill if you lose. And <laughs> uh, and take Tampa. It's a much safer pick. Okay. Chargers that's interesting. Could, the Chargers could easily lose. So you're still in alive in one? No. Oh, you lost. You lost. I had the Vikings. Oh, okay. There was a kind of a bloodbath. There's only like eighty people. There's left. like eighty people left. Each entry is worth. This is circa now, but you weren't in circa, no. were you? Okay. Each entry is worth a hundred and fifteen thousand. And so the projected number of winners is down to like three and a half now, or something. Probably. Yeah, there was like seventy nine people left, and obviously the prize is nine point five. You, you think there's a business for like a Billy Walters? To offer like eighty cents on the dollar. Oh yes. And because a lot of people would take that, it's right? It's messy because of the whole taxation issues. That's uh-huh. really, but 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 that's easily enough. You drop a contract and you just say, look, I'll, I'll think about this. If you were one of these guys and you've got you can't rub two nickels together, mm-hmm. you probably can because you could enter for yeah, a thousand. Yeah. But but like, what a total non-brainer. You sell ten percent of your survivor for. Um, you know, eight eight percent of the expectation. Exactly, and it's just a great deal for everybody around. That way, you say, okay, you know, the happiest day of my life will be when I win, and I can only get ninety two percent of like three million dollars. And I think by forcing them to keep a majority of it, you get the fidelity of them continuing to try to win. Yeah, they get right. to keep. They, and the rule has to be like the primary owner has to, gets to make all the calls. Obviously, he doesn't you know give up any C- of that. Circus Sports tweeted out this week. PSA, if someone tries to sell you a Circa Millions or Circa Survivor entry, we recommend consulting a legal professional. There is no rule against outside agreements, but we don't enforce or arbitrate them. The no, entrance, so the entrance on the with... sign-up controls the distribution well, of winnings. Right, so you can come up with a lock-clad contract saying, I've got one-third of the entry, and Circa will say, great, bring it to your lawyer. We're going to pay this guy yeah, you know, well, for all sure. the money, unless, they, unless he tells me to pay you a third, and then I'd be more than happy to. Wouldn't Circa, though, be better served if the right company or group of companies came in to, to be this entity that to, to actually work to, with them that, yes because if you thought you could if you could monetize a portion of your of your success so far i think that would make more people excited about having you you got proxy companies why not have like an authorized you know you know you know um resell time to, yeah. to contest share you know yeah um, industry that's interesting yeah Okay, we got a few games left, but I got to be honest with you. My games are done, and AJ made me hungry. So, <laughs> so I mean, he was eating. I think he opened a second. Did you open a second candy bar? No. How much are you weighing now, AJ? Jeez. 245. I got to go there. 50? Yeah. I'm just curious. That's ever, good. ever since Fez got gaunt. 
I know. From that, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I've beaten anorexia. <laughs> Good. All right. So I'm going to let you guys take this home and uh, see you, you know, later. Enjoy your non-salted McDonald's fries. No, he's right. <laughs> but I actually don't get ketchup. If, but I don't go to those places anymore. But I don't get ketchup. No, I do for McFlurries. Ketchup on your McFlurries? No. I drove you through like a McDonald's when we got back home from Atlanta, yeah. right? Or was it a Mexican place? It was a fast food place. Yo, I we like stopped, fa- I love fast food. food. Oh, no, Del Taco. I, yeah. love, I love Del Taco. Okay. I don't. Really? No. You like Taco Bell better than Del Taco? Yes. Yes, but I don't Gringo. like Taco Bell either. <laughs> like, listen, this is one thing I've noticed that uh, West Coast Mexican food does okay. that, that throws me off a little. Uh-huh. They put French fries in their burritos and their tacos. Oh, that sounds good, doesn't it? It's like a Cali burrito. It's crazy. Uh, but doesn't it sound AJ, good? Just, just no. go, to, go to Old Town, Henderson, Water Street. They've got Flaming Fajitas. I've, oh, I like that. Juan's Flaming Fajitas is a, a they got one. Spot. They got one of those up on uh, like the uh, 215 so and, like, good. and like Tropicana, right? Yep. Yeah. I like that. Oh, they're, they're, um, the fajitas are the dish. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And French fries, side of fries. <laughs> All right, so I'm off to Del Taco, and enjoy. All right, let's go to Fezzik, your two-weight, which is a total on the Detroit Saints game, the D- Detroit minus four at the Saints in the contest. What do you like here? I'm going under the 47. My first blush was that I liked the Saints, looked attractive to me, but then when I adjusted for all of these Saints injuries, you know, cars hurt. And all their wide receivers are injured. I don't expect Olave to play. Michael Thomas is out. Uh, their number two guy, Shahid, is injured as well. Where are the points going to come from for New Orleans? I don't trust Detroit on the road offensively nearly as much. And I could see Detroit looking at this game and saying, you know, if we just take care of the ball, be a little more careful because a lot of criticisms for Detroit being too aggressive on Thanksgiving Day. So as a road favorite, I could see them – um, dumbing it down a little bit, not taking as many risks, knowing that New Orleans' offense is depleted. Under 47 looks attractive to me. That's my two-way. You mentioned you don't like Detroit much on the road, but this is still a dome. And actually, Detroit will play their final seven games indoors. They have uh, you know home at, uh, they have at the Packers, um, home Chicago, uh, the Denver at home, at Minnesota, at Dallas. So they're all indoors. And Jared mm-hmm. Goff indoors – Last three seasons, 20-8 and ATS. Yeah, I certainly think Detroit is built to not be a good road team in the elements, so that Mm -hmm. that is certainly benefiting them. Yes. So, I mean, uh, the only reason why this didn't make my list is because the number was four. The number was three, I would have taken it. Um, I don't like, you know, laying over a field goal. You know, the irony of this is that how many times am I going to lay three if the market number's four for for a big bet? You're always going to do it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I almost played the Lions too. This is the first time in a couple of weeks that I've seen a Lions line and gone, oh, the Lions aren't way too rich today. Cause it, it feels like that's been the case the last couple of weeks. And, it, but the Saints are just like, and part of, part of why I think that about the Lions is I think their defense is wildly overrated. Mm. Like everybody thought they were good early. They, they're not a good defense, they're a, a below average defense, I think. But the Saints offense is just stuck in the mud. Uh, they're fine between the twenties, but they're they're a bottom five team in the red zone, and I, I just I, I don't trust that they can do enough uh, to you know to keep up with this Lions. Hopefully, team. they do nothing. I think you're, that's what they're going to do. The the run defense is solid for uh, the the Lions, but the 
the secondary shaky. And like you said, Fez, there's questions about who's going to play for New Orleans. Um, I, I just don't know that the Saints are, are good enough to take advantage of the Lions defense. And on the other side, you have a Saints defense that they can defend the pass but struggle against the run. Well, the Lions have run for 170 yards per game in their last four games. They are ground and pound right now. Uh, and it, they've got Montgomery and Gibbs healthy. It, you're right, golf typically better at home, but I, I, I agree that's mitigated in the dome. Uh, I, I lean to Detroit minus four here. So, But I, I think your under is a solid play because I, I just don't know where the Saints offense comes from. I, I don't like this team right now, and I, and I think the, the Lions keep the ball on the ground. That's the, the path of least resistance. And you certainly could play a team total under on New Orleans here as well. It'd be about 21 and a half. Yeah, I'd like that as well. All right, let's move to the next game. Scott, you have a derivative for your two-weight on the Falcons-Jets game. In the contest, the Falcons are minus two and a half at the Jets. Yeah, I think the Jets actually might get a little bit of a confidence boost with Aaron Rodgers back at the facility and having his practice window open. There's no reason that Aaron Rodgers should ever be playing this season, but maybe the players like seeing Aaron Rodgers around. But I'm going to actually fade both of these teams. Fading the Falcons in the first half has been extremely profitable. They are 4-16 and 16 ATS in the first half in their last 20 games. 8-20 and 20 first half ATS over the last two seasons. That's the worst in the entire NFL. Desmond Ritter as the starting quarterback. 2-9-2 straight up in the first half. 2-11 ATS in the first half in his career. The Falcons are failing to cover the first half spread by 5.27 points per game with Ritter at quarterback. These are the points that they have scored. 3, 9, 7, 10, 14. That's high. 3, 3, 0, 7, 10, 3. You get the, you get the picture here. Last week it was good. They had 14. But I'm not necessarily going to fade Atlanta in the first half against the Jets. I'm actually going to fade both teams in the first half. Because I just don't trust the Jets to score either. They've scored 13 touchdowns in 11 games. 10 offensive touchdowns in 11 games. They're the first team since the 2011 Jaguars and Rams to score 13 or less touchdowns in the first 11 games of a season. There's also the potential that this could be a wind game. And if it's 10-plus mile-per-hour wins, that lends itself to the under. This season, games with double-digit wins... 17 5 and 1 to the under, going Ooh. under by an average of 5.3 points per game. I don't think either of these teams score in the entire game, but I'm going to go under in the first half because I really like fading the Falcons in the first half. And my way to fade the Falcons in the first half is saying they're not going to score on this Jets defense, but I don't trust the Jets to score either. So give me the under 16 and a half in the first half. Fez, is that fair on a uh, a 34-point game total to go under 16 and a half in the first half? Yeah, it, I'd like to get 17, but... Um, Frankly, they used to mess that up, and they'd make it like half the 34. But but the right number is to take divide by two and and chop off a half point because it can be more volatile in the second half with pick sixes and teams getting desperate. Would love to play first quarter. Well, and overtime, too. Yeah. Oh, I guess overtime doesn't count in the second half, does it? Uh, overtime does count in the oh, second okay. half. Okay, yeah. 
First quarter total is six and a half. Yeah, I'd love to play it under seven first quarter, but there are yeah. there are no sevens. Exactly. But who six knows? Six and a half, maybe? like you know, they, someone can back into a touchdown in the first half. It could be seven nothing at the end of the first half, and that seven comes on the first drive, the scripted drive, you know, to begin. The oh game. no, it's going to be nil nil at yeah, the end of the game. I mean, will. there's no way anyone can score. I'd like to. How about the prop bet on no touchdowns being scored in this game? I would I would welcome it. Yes, and by the way, that almost hit in the Chicago Minnesota game. Someone it was moaning that they didn't get the the, the 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 no TD. I'll tell you right now. I knew that Hawkinson touchdown though. So did I. It won me my fantasy by like. <laughs> it's less not than, all about you, AJ. By it is less by less than one point. Um, I'm trying to see. Let's see if we have uh, touchdown props to this Jets game because I'll tell you what the no touchdown pays out. Um, let's see, rushing props, receiving props. Team props? No, they haven't posted individual touchdown I, props yet. I uh, I lean to the Jets here. I, I I sure would have liked to get a three, and at three it would have made my card. Um, Me too. But it, it's just I I this is goes back to this has been really successful for for me. RJ's asked like, what am I doing like the last couple of years? That's that's helping me do so well picking these games. And the first thing I do is look at bad teams that are laying points on the road, and Atlanta's a bad team laying points on the road. I I. I I mean, the Falcons aren't good enough to lay points on the road. I, I just don't believe. And now, three points, it's like almost an auto bet. I, I have to bet against you. Probably the poster child of that was like when Washington was laying three at the Giants. Yes. And it's just like, what? <laughs> who like, who what are, are these guys? Doing and here? if I'm not mistaken, that was a, a five a five weight for me that week. <laughs> yes. Um, it, Ritter's just so bad. Uh, it, like, I, I think the Jets' defense just makes him look like a clown this week. The concern is. Then the last two weeks, the Falcons figured out. Bijan. Like, they they found out that they drafted Bijan Robinson with a, yeah. a top ten pick. Uh, <laughs> he he's got the most touches of the season in his last two games. 120 yards of total offense per game in those games. It's like, oh, we've got something here. Um, it, he looks good too. He does look good. The, the Falcons rushing and receiving. Falcons have played three top ten defenses from DVOA this season. They are 0-3 in those games. They've averaged under 14 points per game. The best defense they saw all year by DVOA is Jacksonville. Jacksonville held them to 7. The Jets are ranked higher than the Jags. Uh, It it sucks backing Tim Boyle, but there's no way I'd lay points on the road with this Falcons team. I I think the Jets in particular, like you talk about uh, home teaser legs, Fez, the Jets oh, yeah. have to be one of the best teaser legs on the board. Well, you know, well, what we expect to be a super low total game. Sure. And, you know, we don't like to tease plus threes, but I'll tease a plus 2.75. Someone gives me a, a rogue three, like a plus three laid dollar 20. Yeah. And then I tease it up to tease it up to plus 10, you know, in a seven point teaser. Absolutely. Do you think there will be any threes? Or? Oh, sure. There already are threes. Okay. Yeah. Like flat threes? Um, at the against the Hall of Fame bookmakers at the South Point, they'll have no choice because they'll have more action than they know what to do with with on Atlanta minus two and a half. And at some point, they're like, "We got to get fifty grand back on the other on the okay. plus three, right?" Yeah. I, I'll be I'll be interested in the Jets. Like I'll play the Jets at plus three. Um, you uh, you like the South Point? Get dollar fifty hot dog. You might want to do a little drive over there. I don't like hot dogs, but I do. I mean, dollar fifty. Yeah, I like the South Point. Okay, but I don't like fifty. Hot dogs. I like to play poker at the South Point. Good poker room. It is very good. Uh, all right, they do almost everything great there. Let's except let you play. Uh, let's go to my one weight game. Is the Cleveland Browns plus three Joe and a half? Joe Flacco at quarterback. I hope. <laughs> I'm good with that. He, like Cleveland Browns plus three and a half at, at the Rams. And I'm going back to this Browns well. It burned me last week, but it burned me because freaking P.J. Walker came in. Mm-hmm. P.J. Walker, he doesn't belong in the NFL. 
I can make this bet knowing that P.J. Walker is not going to play. Joe Flacco has been named the backup. He's been getting all the reps because DTR still hasn't cleared concussion protocol. So if DTR can play, he will play. And I like plus three and a half a lot, in fact, in that case. Love that DTR, of course, that stands for... Dorian Thompson-Robinson. UCLA quarterback, yes. And if Joe Flacco plays, I like plus three and a half okay. I, I'm not, uh, I don't feel terrible about it. If P.J. Walker was playing, I, I probably would go the other way in this game. But I, I just feel like this is, a, this is a solid spot to back the Browns. Uh, the injuries are piling up, certainly. Miles Garrett's banged up. He says he's going to play. Amari Cooper's banged up with some ribs. He says he's going to play. I still think the Browns are a playoff team. And the, the schedule lines up for them to win some games down the stretch. And when you think about this franchise that has been to the playoffs one time in the last 20 years, Stefanski's got to – like, this is a big deal. Stefanski has a chance to be the first coach to make multiple playoff appearances for the Browns since who, Fez? You got a guess? Oh, uh, yeah. The, uh, the, the, old, the, 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 the short um, – was his name Sammy? The, the, he was like five, Sammy Rotigliano? No. Marty Schottenheimer oh. in the late 80s, mid to late 80s, was the last Browns coach – that made it to the playoffs more than once in his career. The drive, the fumble. I mean, listen, that's that's incredible. And I think I really think when you look at the Browns' schedule, they can do it. I, I think you get max effort from them. Their defense is good enough to carry them. But Flacco, couldn't they get like Brian Sipe to play instead? Could they call him? What is he? What's he up? To? I don't know. I I don't think Joe Flacco like. If Joe Flacco is your backup quarterback, I don't think you're in that bad of shape, honestly. Like, um, I, I think even when he left, he was still better than a lot of quarterbacks in the league. You're feeling good about Cleveland um, getting blasted in Denver instead of going home and he, and, and like chilling out in the bad weather, the, the, get acclimated to L.A.? or I, I assume they're staying in the L.A. area. For, I know they're staying in the West Coast for this week. Yeah, I don't know where they stayed exactly, but I know they stayed out West. Um, but, yeah, that certainly helps. And the other thing that helps is Stafford. PFF has him as the fifth best quarterback when he's clean, 18th best when he's pressured. You know who gets the most pressure of anybody in the league? Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. Uh, highest sack rate in the league. Cooper Cup Cleveland injured. Browns. That doesn't look right. And the Rams, offensive line, 22nd in pass blocking. I'll endorse uh, this. Going up against the I Browns. I like this. So I like the Browns plus three and a half. Uh, that will be my one-weight play this week. All right. You guys have any thoughts on that game? Like they're staying out there all week, Scott. You got nothing. I just don't know who's playing quarterback, so I can't you, have like a you, handicap you, on. You have a you, you have a feel for if you'd prefer DTR or Joe Flacco. I haven't seen Joe Pla- Joe Flacco play in so long. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what if the guy just wakes up and his back starts hurting him because he's old? Huh? You know. Like, <laughs> here's what I do know: uh, the game after playing the Steelers or the Ravens, Kevin Stefanski seven and one straight up. Makes no sense at all. Why? After the big game, he plays well. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Maybe because your team is just so uh, it's it's maybe a, because you're usually coming phys- off a loss. It's a less physical, game. or maybe or <laughs> maybe it's a less physical game. Or you, you know what I'm going to say? Or maybe you walk by the roulette wheel and there's seven blacks and one red on the wheel. Maybe and it's so. Just randomness. All right, let's uh, let's go to the last game on the board. No one had any play on this, and I think for good reason. I, I think this is a, a tough line. Colts minus one at Tennessee. No Jonathan Tower. No Jonathan Taylor. I don't think it matters. I mean, Zach Moss ran really well when he was the number one back. Who's the third back? Um, so it does matter. Well, I mean, why? 
because you can't give it all to Zach Moss. They, they pretty much did when he right. was there before. Like he, they, he carried the load. Um, the Colts have been finding a way to win games, and I don't quite understand how. They're super banged up on defense. Minshew has been meh below average at best. I would say like he's been. You know, I agree. Meh. meh. Uh, the offensive line, I guess, is playing much better than it was early in the season, but it's pretty tough to run on the Titans anyway. But then I looked at the other side. It's pretty tough to run against the Colts as well as mm-hmm. well this season. So the, the Colts have a top 10 pass rush unit. I absolutely hate Will Levis. There's enough questions for me not to want to play either side here. I do think both offenses struggle, though. The first game was 23-16 to in Indy, and that was with a healthy Tannehill playing. Now we get Levis. I think under forty three is that's a pretty good that's a pretty good price, you know. So I was gonna say with with Jonathan Taylor, uh, when he gets ten or more carries, the Colts are twenty four nineteen and one straight up. In games that he doesn't get double digit carries or he just doesn't play at all, six and twelve straight up. So you would think that that would show you that he's important to their success. Oh no I doubt. Th- I think it would show me that he's. It's important that. They hand the ball off to him when they have the lead in the fourth quarter. Back down as well. <laughs> Colts though are nine to nine and two to the team total over this season. That's the most of any team in the league. A lot of high scoring Colt games. So yeah. I, I don't know. And some would it of shock it you that offense? Would it shock you that the Colts have scored more points this year than the Chiefs? That's impossible. It's possible, Fez. What if I mean? What would you have laid at the beginning of the season? What will I lay going forward? <laughs> <laughs> is, a, is the more relevant question. I, and I'd be more than happy to lay minus 200. The Colts outscore the Colts the rest of the way. The Chiefs outscore the Colts the rest yeah, of the yes, way? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're probably right. But I, I'll I, lay 230. I mean, I, I don't know if that speaks more to the Colts minus or, 240? Or, to, <laughs> or to the Kansas City Chiefs. It, it, it speaks but, to like the volatility of the, a lot of these Colts. Like the Colts-Browns game, they, both teams got like 300 yards of offense. It was like 38, 37. Uh, and it was crazy. I got to tell you, this is a game. Hey, the odds makers are going to decide for me who I bet because you make either one of these teams a favorite. I'll tease the other guys. I think that's the move here. So I, I again, I, I don't, I don't have a great feeling for for which side this is going to go to. I, I mean, I generally like the Titans as dogs, um, it, but I don't know what the motivation is for Tennessee right now. Uh, they, they know they're not going to make the playoff. In the Colts, you have to assume. I mean, the Colts right at the playoff started. The Colts are in right now like you know it's funny is the the optimism and I give, I give you guys tons of credit because we we have viewers from all over the world on straight out of Vegas AM um, and certainly throughout all the different states and you never want to alienate anybody's fan base mm-hmm. so it's like oh they're the Titans they're, they're live for the and I know the players believe it but they're done so they're finished I mean, I they're mean, four and seven they're it's... totally cooked um you want four to one Tennessee makes the playoffs uh, I didn't look. I didn't look up the actual. Do odds. I want four to one? Yeah. On, like, no, I don't want Tennessee to make the because I love they're to, making it. Yeah, of course not. They're going to win six games. They stay. yeah, uh, but and this might be one of them. But though. the Colts can make the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. The Colts don't stink. The Colts. The Colts are an average team. Colts are six and five. This is their remaining schedule: at Titans, at Bengals, home Steelers, at Falcons, home Raiders, home Texans. So they're going to beat the uh, the Raiders, and then they got five coin flips. I, I think they. I mean, I think they could go. Right? Yeah, they're going. They're, so 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 they might win. They, they might win nine, they're, ten they're, games. They're going to go three, two, and one. There I, you go. I, I could see it. So so to recap everybody's picks before we get out of here, uh, I, I'll go first, and uh, I, I have a five weight on Washington plus nine and a half, four weight San Francisco minus two and a half, three weight Arizona plus five and a half. Two weight Chargers Patriots under 40 and a half. 
one weight, Cleveland plus three and a half. RJ has Houston minus three and a half as his five weight, four weight, Green Bay plus six, three weight, San Francisco minus two and a half, two weight, Tampa Bay minus five and a half, one weight, New England plus five and a half. Steve Fezzik has San Francisco minus two and a half as his five weight, four weight, Denver plus three and a half, three weight, New England plus five and a half, two weight, under 47 in Detroit and New Orleans, and one weight, Green Bay plus a half point in the fourth quarter against Kansas City. Scott, what do you have? My five weight is on the San Francisco 49ers. My four weight is the Jacksonville Jaguars. My three weight, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Two weight is the under 20 and a half in the second half of the Packers game against the Chiefs. And my one weight is the under 16 and a half in the first half of the Jets and Falcons. McKenzie is on Jacksonville minus eight and a half. And Essler, first half money line for San Francisco. All right, that's the last game. So obviously, Fez, there's only one thing left for us to do. Hey, hey. Be careful out there. Talk to you next week.